So uh, a girl just broke up with me just now. She sent what? me this message. Oh my God. Sorry, sorry took long to reply. Was trying to figure out how to best say this. I've decided to prioritize dates with women these days and I didn't vibe with you as much as I had hoped. So I'm off for Monday. I wish you all the best with your plans this year. Looks like you have a lot of good things coming. Smiley face. Damn. Damn. She put you down lightly. Dude, what's, what's with girls these days? Just like... Because I've had a few of those as well. Like, right, you, you guys ever, no, you ever get like lesbian girls? We got we to start. Do you actually think she's a lesbian? Well, do, she do, you think, me do you think that's an excuse? Or do you think she's actually she now she's interested like in pan, women? pansexual, or whatever that means. I've No, but I've had What's girls do the same thing. But pansexual is when a girl, like, only is it she's like attracts to personality. But then, like, certain women get, like, so jaded by guys being fuckboy douchebags that they're just like, I'm only going to date girls. Yeah. No, definitely. And I think that's only 100%. just a phase. And then they're like, oh, wait, I really like dick. And then they go back to guys. It depends, though. It depends on the girl. It depends on the moment in her life. Sometimes girls will be like if a lesbian genuinely for genuinely lesbian, okay. There's some girls that become lesbian because of bad experiences with men. You've hooked up with lesbians, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. There you go. I've, 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 well, I've hooked up with girls that said they were lesbian. I hooked up Did with a girl. Did they think you were a girl? They, they did think I was a girl. <laughs> no, like, well, dude, the, thi- the thing is, like, have you never hooked up with a lesbian? No. Owie? Remember Allie Pickering? Fuck Sally. I, I don't remember. You sure? Oh, anyway, yeah, it doesn't show matter. Show me a photo. Otherwise I, okay, I it doesn't matter. Anyway, remember. it doesn't matter. So, I'm sorry. What, what I find is a lot of girls who are like lesbians, or like even if they say they are, or whatever, they're more like on the spectrum of like bisexuality, or like, I know this girl who had only been with like six guys her whole life, but like hundreds of girls, like we hooked up. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Just, this girl's not divided for the moment. That's it. Well, I think, I think if you could follow the trend, right? Did this girl just sleep with like a hundred guys and then she's lesbian? Do you think she's not going to sleep with a single other guy after she slept with a hundred guys? Okay, probably not. Probably she will probably sleep with another guy in her life. If this girl has only slept with one guy and decided to be lesbian, then I think it's the stronger case can be made that she's going to kind of stick to being a lesbian. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Hello, guys. Well, guys, welcome to the Wingmen Podcast, the number one source of dating advice for men in North America. And uh, we have my co-host here, Justin Mark, international dating coach and relationship expert. And we have our guest. I'll let, I'll let Justin introduce. Uh, Justin, you p- press the wrong. Did I press the wrong button? You definitely press the wrong button. No, it's the Is purple one. Press the purple, the purple one. one. Oh, I don't even know the sounds that are made, I but I'll assume. Okay, okay I'll wait, let Justin get, introduce back. our guest from Six Drive. All right, guys. What's up? Justin Mark. Today, we're with our very special friend. Our very handsome Dashing, gorgeous acquaintance, Lucas. Acquaintance? Did you did you just start me off as very good friend and end it off? I as just threw it in there. I, I, just, I was just like, I, I was just, I was just throwing shade. I'm mad at you, Lucas. I'm mad. In a span of a second, I went from very good friend to acquaintance. No, I'm just kidding. But um, anyway, so Lucas, really cool fucking dude. Lucas is great with dating as well. Really good with girls. I mean, look at the hair. You know what I mean? Just the hair. Lucas literally looks like the statue of David. And so it's funny enough, I, I actually uh, got version. like a giant painting in my living room that looks exactly like Lucas, but it's the statue of David. Literally just as a joke, because I knew me and Lucas were going to throw lots of parties together. So I'm like, let's just get a painting that looks like him just for the lols, yeah. for the I, troll. Yeah, he had to convince me I looked like him. I didn't think so at first, and then I, like enough people kind of validated it, I guess. Well, Lucas, thanks for being here today, man. Yeah, thank you, Thank man. you for being very, here, Very, very good to be here. Thank you for having Lucas from Six Tribe. Yeah, Six Tribe, so. So Lucas actually started a new company, just personal branding. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So me and my uh, business partner, 
Azmat. Uh, we started this uh, personal branding and uh, and uh, mentoring business where we uh, help people kind of overcome social anxiety. A lot, of, a lot of stuff like Justin does, but we also do the personal branding, internet marketing and social media marketing, dating profile and stuff like that and kind of build a whole personal brand around our uh, our clients and Cool, dude. That's an exciting new venture we're doing. So it sounds more like a life coaching, marketing-based success development for clients. Yeah, so lifestyle. Versus pickup artistry. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's awesome. It's all, it's all like overlapped but anyway. It, but it's yeah, like, I mean, there's there's some elements of pickup. Like we, we, we encourage our students to talk to girls and it's not something we stray away from. And honestly, it's like, it's not something we're uh, ashamed to say. What if they're it's, gay? Well, in that case, we, we still make them talk to girls. What about guys? We make guys talk to girls and girls talk to guys. And what, girls what about guys talk talking to girls? Guys? And then make guys talk to my dad. Oh, it makes sense. No, no we, we've have never had a gay client, but that'd be amazing. I'd love that. I'd love that. And I'd definitely, I'd definitely try to help a gay man meet a gay man. I've always wondered what I'd, it'd be like to, because I, I presume most of my clients have been straight males. Yeah. And I've coached literally in person, like probably over a thousand guys. Wait. No, no, no. That's a good question. To I'm ask like, you. I've always wondered that. Have you ever, ne- have you never had a gay man ask you for dating advice? I've, I don't think I've ever like had a serious inquiry of a client being like, Hey, I'm gay. Can you coach me? But I've had lesbian girls. I've had tons of girls who I usually say, Oh, this is more for guys. I've had tons of girls who like ask me about my business and what I do and stuff like that for sure. Um, I have coached women as well, just so you know. Yeah. I've had paid female clients. Really? Yeah, I have. Um, but it was more geared towards other things, uh, business slash life success rather than just like purely dating advice. But no, I've had female clients for sure. Okay. Uh, and but for the most part, my typical client is a straight male. I assume, especially yeah. when I do like the cold bootcamp thing. So I was wondering your take on that. Like, I don't know. Like, it'd be crazy, dude. I'd love it. I think of it as a great learning opportunity. And be interesting if if that's a niche and that I don't know. Can do you think a straight man could teach a gay man to to pick up gay men? I don't. No. Also, I don't think gay men really need it because it's like you literally just go to a gay bar. And just Dude, get gay drunk. guys are always so naturally like, confident as well. Yeah, that too. It? But uh, I don't know. Maybe, don't maybe, we just, maybe we just noticed that. I don't uh, think it's natural. Yeah, we only notice. We, we the notice ones. Yeah, we notice, we notice the confident ones. You're not going to notice the shy gay dude being shy gay in the corner at the party. I mean, we have about. a few gay guys in our circle, or we've met, we've had a few gay people like at our parties, right? For sure, obviously. Yeah. Remember that one time we tried the one that came with your Tinder date and we tried. Are you trying to the two gay dudes? Yeah, yeah the, another gay dude showed up. Yeah. Or trying to like. Oh, no, Christmas. The Christmas party we had. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Like Wait, th- I didn't know there was another gay yeah. dude. Yeah, there's another gay dude. Okay. And it was so cute. Work out? Like, they were like in the corner just talking to each other. But one you, one of them came up to me and told me he was in love with me. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> he said, There's two people here in love with you, and I'm one of them. And I was like, Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> you doing gay guys? Because I handle my gay dudes all the time. So usually I just like. Uh, thanks, bro. <laughs> just like super, like because like I just how do yeah. you like respectfully? I, I, that's a question. Like, of the thanks, audience. buddy. That's a question. Of the audience. How do you respectfully turn down a gay dude? Do you, do you respectfully say, "Hey, I'm not gay," or is that offensive? Because I've said that once uh, or a couple times, and uh, I've been told, "Oh, uh, you're you're just seeing me as a gay guy trying to hit on you." I was just trying to be friendly and stuff like that, and I don't want to. I don't want them to actually become offended by me rejecting them off the basis of them having sexual interest in me. And maybe they're just a dude that wanted to connect with me and become my friend. Yeah. And I don't want to like presume they have more attraction to me mm-hmm. unless I guess they state it. And if they do have more attraction to me, then I guess then you could be like, hey, yeah, sorry. Well, I think I'm a dude and I pretty much look at, I'm not saying I look at every girl and I just want to fuck him or whatever the fuck. But like, I feel like subconsciously as a man, when you're talking to a woman who is attractive by like societal standards, like at least like. 
I guess you could say like she gets a pass for, by most dudes. Like you, you know what I'm saying? Like any girl is not ugly essentially. Uh, it, it's like, I mean, your your vibes can be different talking to her versus like if you're just talking to one of your boys. You know what I'm saying? So when a guy who's gay is talking to you, you know, probably he's feeling the same thing instinctually because at the end of the day he's a dude. You know what I mean? And maybe maybe Lucas, you're maybe you're different. I don't know. But like, I don't know about you guys. I think about my I think of my dick a lot. Like I do. You know what I mean? Sometimes. And I think a lot of guys you think with the dicks. And so like, I imagine a gay guy talking to me is probably thinking with his dick. You know what I mean? And so if a gay dude's talking to me and if I could tell he's like into me, I'm usually just like, uh, thanks bro. Yo, so so good meeting you buddy. Yo, like I'm all like, yeah, you go champ. Yep, cool. All right, like just super like, hey buddy, how's it going bro? You know what do, I mean? Do either of you have like genuine gay friends, like gay guy friends? No, no I don't. No, I, I, I don't have any either really like that. I would consider my friends. I've, I'm friendly well, with acquaintances, acquaintances. Yeah. And, and I actually don't know many of my straight friends with gay friends. So I, I, I know oh, I, the, the only straight sense. friends I know with gay friends are the, the straight girls I know. And I guess that's an interesting thing. Like I, I guess gay dudes and straight dudes kind of don't hang out in the same social mm-hmm. settings because it's more of a, like feminine energy and they, for sure. Gay dudes tend to want I find a lot of gay guys though. You know why you see a lot of gay guys really confident? Yeah. I feel like being a gay guy is so fucking emotionally challenging because you're like shamed by society and you're shamed by like maybe your family or friends or upbringing whatever the fuck it is right it's like it's probably harder than just being a normal like a straight white male being a gay dude is probably way harder like maybe i'm wrong but it's probably what it is there's a lot of countries out there that still don't accept uh people that consider themselves gay yeah so think about this then you have to develop yourself into being like this like socially puppet master dude. So I know it's a lot of gay guys are really manipulative. But kinda. also very successful. Yeah, that's and, right. And, and, and these are, I think, because of how they, their upbringing and the challenges they faced in their upbringing and the survival uh, tactics they've kind of naturally exactly learned through, mm-hmm. through, ha- through literally having to survive sometimes. Yeah, it's literally. like sometimes literally life and death. And because they they grew all these like skills in order to overcome that, then they leverage that into business, into entrepreneurship, in term, in, like, and and they're already like a step ahead. I also have like a little working theory that gay dudes have less distractions than straight dudes. I think gay dude, because gay dudes tend to kind of be more focused on business and success, and I think straight dudes are more focused on getting pussy. So, well, you know yeah. what it is the gay dudes? Especially, it's like think about this, right? Early development. Think about this, right? Gay guys, if you want, if like. This maybe it's a stereotype, but if you want to get laid as a gay guy, you go to a gay bar and you get drunk, and there's guys gonna hit on you, and you're just, like, it's like we're, we're, I'm a guy. I've been a gay. I used, I like to pick up girls at gay bars, by the way, because I I used to uh, go to Church Street with my ex girlfriend and pick up girls together. But the girls always want my girlfriend, but gay guys always hit on me. Okay, and yeah, it makes sense. It, like I maybe I'm like a, and this is like before the rhinoplasty. Yeah, now shit, you know now I mean? especially, dude. Now especially, yeah. you'd you'd get mauled. Yeah, no, and it's like the the crazy thing is like, no, okay, maybe it, not. I I think even like the least attractive gay guys get hit on, and it's easy to get laid, pretty much. You know what I mean? I mean, I I don't know. I I actually never, I've never asked a gay guy that if it's if they've noticed that they have like gay friends that are complaining that they're not getting laid. Yeah, well, I've I, never, I I've never heard, I've never, think, I've never, I've never had an issue. I've never had, I've never had that presented to me. I maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. I don't Did think so. Say? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I don't think so. It's, I like that you don't just assume because I'm just assuming, but like, for just from what I've heard, you know, friends I know, it's like, yeah, yeah I don't fair know. Enough. Why right. are we talking about this? We, we went on the because uh, a girl decided to 
date girls instead of yeah. me. Oh, wow. I, I can't believe we're still on. It's hilarious. But no, I, I do think it's really interesting because I, I almost feel like the journey of being a gay guy is very similar to like the journey of like going on to do like pickup artistry. Dude, by the way, I made that connection live here right now. Like I, I was thinking about that while we were talking about that and the development they had in their upbringing. And I was Very like, simple. wait, that's literally, that's literally the development a lot of these guys have had in terms of being coach, in terms of mm-hmm. mentoring, in terms of uh, self-improvement, all that stuff. And it's almost like, uh, it, it's, it's, there's a lot of parallels to draw from. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Do you guys also notice that most of the girls that you meet are bisexual? So I think all women are bisexual by nature and there's science to back this up. I, I don't I don't know if you could call it science, but evolution theory to back it up. I don't know if all of them are. I I, I I've I've noticed the frequency the that girls them, are telling me they're bisexual is increasing throughout the years. Yeah. So that's a most of them, not all yeah. of them. Because okay, know. so can I can I just drop some knowledge real quick? Back in the caveman days, here's what we had: we had Genghis Khan or other tribal leader fucking dudes or whatever rulers of societies and tribes and whatever. You you go in you. You kill all the men in the enemy tribe. You kidnap the women, okay? So what would happen is throughout uh, human history, we had more women alive spreading their genes than men because men go out, fight in wars, die, right? You had more women give pass on the genetics than guys. Pretty much almost no men throughout history pass on the genetics. Like, like statistically speaking, almost no men pass on the genes, but per, almost all women did. Okay? Okay. Like almost all women to ever live had children and almost no men did. Because it just beca- it's so competitive, right? And so what you find is you'd have a lot of guys who, like the rulers are just surrounded with women because like, think about this, right? The men go off fighting wars and they die. And then what, what happened is there was more women surviving than men. Simply put. So a lot of women had to get used to being around like one guy and there's like a dozen women there. And so this is just like what I've studied and what I've read and what I've this is learned super about. interesting, by the way. I, I'm, yeah, I'm learning. I study to share this because I've always been really curious. I love evolutionary psychology. And so, and, and obviously I'm like paraphrasing what I remember from these studies I read. Okay. But long story short uh, is because there's more women than men. Women had to kind of just get used to uh, not not having a lot of guys around and being able to survive without lots of guys. So they had to just get used to sharing a mate. So there's a saying, a woman rather share an alpha than be stuck with a beta, right? Because the, the alpha- Makes total sense, by the way. It, of course. Well, the alpha's not just providing resources, but he's providing structure in the the tribe. You know what I'm saying? The beta can't do that. Yeah, no girl want to wants to date someone who's incompetent. Exactly, and like socially incompetent. It really comes down to being socially alpha, but not in a way that's like, not saying like be over aggressive, but being a way a, a guy who's actually a leader. Yeah. So you know people I mean? people often mistake that word. And okay, alpha. Even if if there is no actual alpha or beta or whatever, uh, what we mean by that is not a guy that's just aggressive and wants to fight everyone, mm-hmm. or the guy that's just like the most jacked, or the guy that's most socially adjusted. And the one that's leading and the one that's people are looking for, looking in for leadership. Like people that want to, someone that's actually directing Mm -hmm. something in the tribe that's going on and like planning stuff, telling people, hey, go pick those berries. Yeah. That guy's an alpha. Because ultimately we're all social creatures and we survive if we can perform well within a tribe. And if you can't do that, you have a, you know, you're going to kick 
in in back probably I'm assuming back in the day, if you can't work with the people that is in your tribe, you're gonna get kicked out, and they're not gonna feed you. It's true. You know? But the thing is, uh, that's why women are bisexual because. Oh yeah, I forgot that was a. That, that's that's that. literally why women are bisexual. Uh, Wait, because, because because I guess I've been around women, and I guess. I think it's just something that I kind of developed, but mm-hmm. and it's like my theory is women are either bisexual or in denial. So I've, 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 I've talked to some women that are very much told me that they're very much not bisexual. They're like, they do not ever want to be with a girl. They don't find them sexually attractive. I don't know if it was just them telling me that in the moment, tell me whether I want to hear. Actually, I, I'm leaning towards, they're not, I'm leaning towards, you know, I, I they were, they were, they were straight. And I think they're, I don't think all women are bisexual. Maybe my maybe more than we think, but not all. Everything you're saying right now, my ex girlfriend told me that, and then one day she called me. She's like, "You know what? I just masturbated lesbian porn. Can we start experimenting with women?" She used to tell me like, "I'm 100 percent straight, never been with a girl, never want to." Blah 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 blah. And we end up having like 30 threesomes. Do you think it's a similar thing to when girls say they don't have babies and then they suddenly do? Yeah, and wait, so 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 girls are suddenly bisexual. They just you know what's even we can get even weirder here. Babies are like a hormonal change, though. You know, yeah, but maybe bisexualism is a hormonal change. Yeah. We can even weirder here. We can even say sexualize a spectrum because you know, like ancient Greek warriors used to like fuck each other in the ass. Mm-hmm. Wait, Justin, are you bisexual? No, I'm, I'm not at all. Like, I don't feel instinctual attraction maybe, towards men at all whatsoever. Maybe one day you'll have. A I almost wish change. I fucking did so I can understand it, but I can't. <laughs> I can't understand what it's like to be attracted to guys. I just don't feel that. Mm-hmm. Like, it even used to, I almost felt like autistic with like I couldn't even tell what guys are attractive or not. I like I had to like almost like logically learn what physically makes a guy attractive because with women I could just look at women I'm like okay she's attractive or she's not right. but with guys I didn't like I didn't understand what makes a guy physically attractive or not I had to like kind of learn what girls find attractive and kind of like break it down you know, it's really weird but the thing is it's like is that my thing or is that society's programming of like being straight I don't I don't know who uh, knows? What, in terms of attractiveness in guys? I, I do think women are more likely to be like bisexual or on like like more fluid on the spectrum. No, I, I, I would agree with sure. that. I would agree with that. I would agree that women are more more likely. I, I'm curious how much of like society's pressure makes us- But there is a lot of societal pressure. Yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what I'm saying. So like there's a lot of women. So I, I think pretty much all women are bisexual, but society makes a lot of women just not okay with it and not accepting with their sexuality. But, but I think for the most part, like probably like 80% of guys are like, straight and then there's like 20% of guys are like bi or gay and there's like 10% of guys are like gay or whatever. Yeah, I don't okay. know. Yeah, I know. Maybe. I th- I'm sure there's a statistic. I'm sure there's actually like a broken down st- I'm like really curious. statistic about this. Um, Yeah. Trippy shit, dude. But yeah, no, like girls being bi stuff. I don't, I, I kind of want to stop talking about gay dudes. I'm just, yeah, I, I, I'm yeah. wondering, I'm wondering when this tangent's going to end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just kind of like, I, I'm feeling gayer as a <laughs> the moment. As like the longer time about this, I'm like, hmm. No, I'm just no, kidding. I, okay. I feel like I do respect like whatever a person chooses their Yeah, uh, yeah. That goes without saying. Yeah. To be honest, and honestly, I hope I don't get canceled for saying this. I don't like hanging out with gay guys. Okay. And the reason is Go because on. I find that they're very manipulative. And I just don't feel like I can I had a, a gay friend in college and like like it's like stereotyping, like I don't like hanging out with fucking Chinese people because whatever. You know what I mean? It's like it's like racist or homophobic, but that's not where it's coming from. I I had this really I wouldn't just call him like a good friend, but I thought he was. And he was always like trying to manipulate me into having sex with him. And I realized I'm like, this guy's really manipulative. And then like, I found like almost every time I ever tried to have gay friends, it'd always be like really manipulative. Not even just to me, but to everyone around them. And I saw that I'm like, so then where are they like subtly manipulating me? Did you, would you say you gave most people a chance to be your friend growing up? 
Yeah. Like when someone came up to you and tried sure. to be your friend, you would, you would, you'd let them in and you'd give them a chance. And a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what was your, what was your criteria? Did you have a criteria for making no, friends? Just like friends. Just like, I'm, I'm still, I think I'm still like that, but I'm a lot more. By the way, now. I was going to, I was going to go to that. You, you let a lot of people in. You let, you, you're actually a very open guy in terms of someone going up to you and saying hello. Yeah. And you, it's, you know, on social media or online, people wouldn't expect that. Yes. Yeah, people, sure. people wouldn't expect that they see Justin Mark on the street and you could go up to him and say hello and he'll probably like have a little conversation with you or even invite you on to out that night. Yeah, that's true. Like, no, and, I do all the time. And like to his like million dollar penthouse <laughs> and have the most amazing party of your life just by going up to you and saying hello. And Crazy, a lot of people don't realize that's a, an actual possibility in terms of your character. And that says a lot about it's you. Trippy, yeah. And that's probably why you're so afraid of being manipulated and taken advantage of because probably, you know that yeah. about yourself. Yeah, no, it's, it's so very true. It's not that you hate gay guys. You hate people that try to I never said I hate you. gay guys at all whatsoever. I just don't want to. I don't hate. I, I'm, I'm very like indifferent. I don't so fu- now that we've established that you are a homophobe. <laughs> you know, I feel like it's an interviewer for like CNN is. or something. That's honestly what it is. It's just, I, don't, words. I don't like hanging out with people. You know what I, I was like, you know, the whole time when I'm sitting here, I'm like, huh, how politically correct should I be? Is this, I don't is care. This, I, don't care. I, I hop on this podcast with these guys and then I'm immediately canceled. <laughs> Dude, you know the I hang out with gay guys all the fucking time. <laughs> all the time. I hang out with gay guys all the time, though. That's the thing. I do. We go to the parties. Like, I mean, I don't want to name dudes. We, you know what I mean? I don't want like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. but like, you know who I'm talking about. You know what I'm thinking about. Like, yeah. some of the parties we had yeah. in the summer and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't want to build, like, if I'm going to build a friendship with someone, I want to make sure they're very, like, someone I can trust. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah. And, and so it's like, yeah, I have a lot of people around me that I'm, like, friends with. But I'm, like, I'm not talking about, like, I'm talking about, like, actual friendship. You know what I mean? So it's like. I have a question. What if one of your close guy friends that you've been friends for years, uh, turned out one day to be gay. You're coming out to me. <laughs> so Maybe I was in Australia with Alfredo. <laughs> yeah. We're driving. He's you know, Justin. I have to tell you something. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, what's up? He's like, yo, I don't want you to judge me, bro. But I'm bisexual. I totally see Alfredo doing that yeah. just to fuck with you. That's something Alfredo would totally do. He did that to fuck with me. And I looked at him and I was like, shit. <laughs> I at him like, like, damn. I was like, Makes sense. <laughs> That's literally what I said. I'm like, this guy's like my friend for years. And I'm literally thinking, I'm like, damn, dude. Yeah. But then I'm thinking about all the times where we were like naked in the same room together because we were living together. <laughs> I've, I've we we like story. fucking sh- like locker room showers and stuff like that. I, I, and I I'm just like, yeah. Jesus Christ. All those times he's like pretending to be gay because he, he like played football. He's all sports. Like he's like one of those like gay dudes like, ah, slap your ass with a towel and shit. And I'm just like, oh God. Was he, was he, was he like hitting on me? What the fuck was that? And I'm like, shit. He's what what, what? <laughs> but then i'm like all right cool I'm, I, I literally told him like honestly bro you're my friend i don't give a fuck we're boys like, i don't give a shit right I, to- mm. I would totally be cool with it 100 percent. we'd still yeah. be friends yeah you know what i mean i understand with me too what if he wanted to date you no that'd be fucked up i'd be like i'd be like yo bro what's up man so, 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 you're my boy Justin will talk to Alfredo in that deep voice for the rest of his life. <laughs> Every time I see him, I'm like, he'll live with Alfredo and just have to have that deep voice 24-7. But things he might like more for me. Good to see you, buddy. Wait, Alfredo's bisexual? No, he's not. He's joking. Confirmed. So I actually had a similar thing. And this was actually we're still the gay topic. Okay, whatever. But it's this is hilarious. This is a great story. So I um this one time, me and my my one my best friends, like me and my like four or five best friends, we go to Montreblanc, uh, which is like a ski resort, and we get this place, a cabin, uh, like a nice little like 
like Airbnb, and then uh, this Airbnb so happens to have so happens to have a hot tub in it, and we have the plan in our in our minds. We're gonna go and uh, do shrooms in this hot tub before we leave the ski resort, and so we get the shrooms and. It's uh, night, night is falling, and then we're in our Airbnb room uh, before we take the shrooms. Actually, right after we took the shrooms, we, 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 all, we all took our shrooms, and then we turn on the TV. And guess what happens when we turn on the TV? The, a commercial comes on, and you know what the commercial says? The commercial, the first thing, and this is exactly in the moment that we turned on the TV, a commercial pops up and says, do drugs in a hot tub. The, that's, well, that's the, weird right when we right when we turn on the TV, a commercial pops up and it says do drugs in a hot tub. Wait, so the commercial's not advertising that you do drugs. In a hot I don't know. Tub. I don't know what this commercial was. I don't know where it came from. I don't even it, know. They like, just said the words do drugs in a hot tub. And it like had a little visual. Were you higher at I, this point? I, no, I, we just took the shrooms like literally a minute before. And I put, got on the bed, turned on the TV and I said do shrooms in a hot tub. It said do shrooms or do drugs? Do, do drugs in a hot tub. The the TV's like do drugs, dude. It's and I, it blew my mind. I said I think I said what the fuck on in the top of my lungs like fifteen times, and everyone was freaking out. And <laughs> did they? Did everyone see it too? Everyone saw it. I'm not the only person that saw it. Yeah, I'm not the only person that saw it. So it wasn't like a, a hallucination or anything. It was real. Maybe you guys were collectively hallucinating. We we manifested it. So we go into this hot tub and we're sitting in the hot tub and we we're, we're in our underwear and then we're. <laughs> and then we we start having we start tripping right we we start tripping it's going well existential like questions whatever the shroom stuff right uh that wraps up we end up going back to the the airbnb room and we're we're sharing two beds so i was in a bed with my friend uh and then uh, next to us was two of my other friends and i'm sitting in this bed and then it dawns on me suddenly i don't know how i don't know why Thoughts started connecting in my brain. That's what that, mushrooms does, bro. That the guy next to me, my friend, one of my best friends, was gay. Why did I? Why did I think that? It's because he's this guy that. Um, by the way, this guy slayed women. That guy, this guy, you know, used to like be a giant like fuck boy. He's in a relationship now. Good guy. Uh, and he went through uh, all these like accomplishments in his mind of like. Being with women, but but I thought I in, in my mind at that time I was like this guy's just compensating because he's gay. He's just trying to prove that he's not gay by being straight. Wait, I don't so know he's why a, he's in a relationship with a, another guy. No, 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 no. He's in a relationship with a girl now. So he's not gay. Well, let me get to that. Okay. Uh, so I'm 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 in, I'm I'm like I'm freaking out, and I and I say to my friends, guys, I just realized something, and then without skipping a beat, the guy next to me is like, guys, I just realized something too, and I'm like, what? And he's like, what? And then we look at each other and then he's like, dude, I'm writing all this down. And I'm like, what are you writing down? <laughs> what did you realize? And he's like, I can't tell you. And I'm like, okay. I start writing shit down on my phone too that he, this guy's gay. <laughs> like, this guy's gay. He's gay. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then that wraps up. And then uh, three months later, I'm in my friend's living room. And I'm in, I'm in my friend's living room and I look at him and I'm like, man, it doesn't matter. You could tell me. I love you either way. I don't care. Just tell me. Dude, are you gay? And then he looks at me and he's like, why are you asking if I'm gay? And I remind him of our shroom trip at Montreblanc. And he starts laughing, starts cracking up. He looks at me and he's like, you know what my realization was? That our friend, the other friend next to us was gay. So he, he connected <laughs> dots that made him realize another one of our friends was gay. Well, I th and then he calls that friend and then that guy starts laughing. 
apparently because we were all in like underwears together or we all were shared the same bed. We got all these weird thoughts and weird connections that made no logical, logical sense. And we just thought every single one of us was (laughs) homo as fuck. You're gay. You're gay. And everyone's writing down. I was like, he's homo. He's gay. (laughs) That's that's exactly what happened. Was anyone like out of the group being like, oh, he's he's gay. Don't like this guy anymore because he's gay. No, 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 no. So every every single one was like, I love you no matter what. But just tell me. And... And no, apparently none of us are gay. So, <laughs> so yeah, we're still right. not sure about one guy though. But yeah, good, good friend group though. That's fucking yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I know we love each other. No matter what, even if like even if like my best friend turns out gay, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm Wait. not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna ever like you know, cool. disown him or whatever. I love him. No matter right, what. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think I think the only way I disown someone is if my son was gay. Just get in my house. Okay. I, I don't. I don't honestly know how to handle that. Yeah, my, well, actually, my younger sister came out to me. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. and uh, she came out to. It was really cute. She. Uh, so my my younger sister. Uh, I basically I basically rate like I I li- we lived together since since she was fourteen and uh, until I was like twenty. So for those six years, it was just like me and her basically. And she one day when she's like in twelfth grade. She comes up to me and is like, I have to tell you something. And, you know, I don't want you to be mad or I don't want you to like hate me or anything. And I was like, listen, uh, how about I write it down on a paper before you tell me? And then you look at the paper after just so you know. Okay. So I write, I didn't know at that time I was at this point, I was, by the way, I, I was freaking out in my in, internally when she told me this because I was like, oh, what, what is it? Like, did she do something wrong? Did she mm. do something? Like, I didn't know she was about to come out to me. So I took a pen, I took a paper and I'm, I look at the paper and I'm about to write down a word and I didn't know what I was going to write. What were you going to wait? What? I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I was bluffing. I was, I was like, oh, I was like trying to calm her down through this like tactic, but I didn't think it through. So I go and I'm like, okay, I'm looking at the paper. I'm like, okay, sh- what should I write? And then I'd write lesbian on it. Cause I thought worst case scenario, you know, maybe sh- that's it. Or not worst case scenario, but like worst case scenario, like she didn't like murder someone, you know? Mm. Uh, <laughs> so I do. I fold it up and I give it to her and then she takes it and then she tells me, yeah, you know, I'm, she, she said at the time she was bisexual and then I was like, okay, look at the paper. She looks at the paper and then she's like, oh my God, how did you know? And I, was, and I played it off. Like I knew the whole time I played it off. Like I knew like <laughs> for years, I was like, yeah. And obviously I didn't treat you any differently. I knew. That's I just didn't, amazing. I didn't want, and I, I think that gave her so much comfort and relief that her like older brother, no, despite her being, you know, bisexual or lesbian, didn't treat her any different before, and now after, now that she came out, she, she's not going to get treated any different anyway. Yeah, you're gonna make me cry. Yeah, so that's that, beautiful. So I think I think that that was a good little little thing for her. That was amazing, dude. That's amazing, dude. What the fuck? Who is this guy? Who is this guy, man? Well, it was, it was like kind of dumb luck, but yeah. No, it, it, that's crazy, man. No, you mm. handled it really well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if I actually think about it, it's like I don't know if like if my if my brother came out to being gay, like. This is my fucking brother, dude. I wouldn't give a fuck. Oh, you know definitely. I mean? yeah. But um, I don't know. It's just like, if it was my son, I'd have to deal, disown him, though. <laughs> I don't think I ever get so all jokes aside. But like, no, I, I, you know what? At the end of the day, all that matters is who you are, right? And the content of your character. So I, I don't think I would 
care. It definitely like changed dynamics a little bit. Yeah, obviously that. If anything, you, dude, you can't say it won't. Bro, if my sister came out to me as a lesbian, I kind of almost be relieved. It's like, okay, you don't have to deal with the fuck. I boys. was just talking about that. Today. <laughs> I actually, I actually felt some relief. I was like, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I didn't want to imagine guys hitting on my sister. Yeah, bro, fuck that. Yeah. I've seen, dude, I've invited my sister on parties and I've seen guys hang on her and it's just like, what the fuck? Does that creep you out? Uh, it does. Well, what is that experience like? She is my older sister, right? Yeah, yeah. And so growing up, I've always almost seen her as like an authority, but now I'm like the authority of my own life. So now it's just weird. So it's like, I feel like a, a weird, like almost instinct of being defensive and protective while also being like, she's my older sister. She can do what the fuck she wants. She's a full grown adult. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So as long as I... Like, here, here's an example. If some ram drunk dude's at our party and he slaps her ass, I'll probably knock him the fuck out. I swear to God. Like, you know what I mean? But Justin was on the football team, by the way. <laughs> the no, like, I, so, I, don't, I don't know how I'd even handle that, dude. Like, I'm, I'm just, like, waiting for that kind of thing to happen just so, like, I can, like, fuck someone up. I swear to God. That's, that's the way like, I feel. Hey, Lucas, fuck that guy up. Dude, I don't want to <laughs> explain it, dude. I, like, it's just, like, you, you have a sister. You understand. Yeah, I know. You know 100%, I mean? Dude, I know. It's like, it's, like, and, and it's, so, like, it's like protective. But it's also, she's my older sister. So no, if she wants no. to do her own fucking thing, no, like, I, can that's I, can I can imagine you, know you like mean? really confronting someone for that. Yeah. It would be fucking weird, dude. It, it would, would be, be weird. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want to cock block her if she wants to meet some cool dude that she wants what, to date. Isn't that so interesting? Imagine, imagine, I'm not saying your sister, imagine a sister. You, say you had a sister and it wasn't like, there. Are, I've, I've seen some brother and sister relationships where they're very open with each other and yes. like they go and party with each other mm -hmm. and like, you know, the brother runs off with a girl, the girl runs off with a guy and yeah. it's all, it's all, it's all fine. And I've seen families like that. But let's say we don't live in a family like that hypothetically in this. Well, I don't, that's, I don't have that dynamic. I, I don't have that yeah. dynamic either. And say, say there was in that situation, now your sister actually just wanted to hook up with a guy at a party you were asked. So fucking weird. What, and, and then she was, she, she was actually just leaving with the guy. What would your reaction be? If, again, she's my sister, her choice, whatever. I'm like, cool. Have fun. Be safe. Bye. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah. hundred percent. I, I wouldn't be it's like, very mature. I, yeah, I wouldn't be like weird about it. Yeah. Um, but you'd feel a type of way though. I don't know. Honestly, the way you just described it, I don't think I would. Okay. Dude, I've hooked up with girls while my sister's at the parties. Yeah, fair. Like you a have, bunch yeah. of parties, like yeah, a have. ton. Yeah, I have. even told her, I'm like, yeah, I was just in a room with a girl. She's yeah. like, ew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? But um, her doing it would be she's, very different. She's pretty comfortable with your lifestyle at this point. Yeah, at, at this point. I think it, your whole family is now. It, it, it took a lot to get up there. Yeah. I came from a very conservative Catholic Indian family. It's very strange. Have you talked about it? I, don't, I, I try not to talk about this stuff tonight, but like, we're, me and sister are cool. Okay. But um, I try not to, like, we just don't talk about, like, weird relationship stuff. Okay. Like, not, like, relationship stuff, yeah, but, like, sexual shit, it's weird as fuck. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. But the, the thing is, it's like, yeah, I don't think I'd care. Like, just my sister, you know what I mean? Like, cause me and my brother have, like, like, it's totally normal. He's like one of the boys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think it'd be cool. But it, the, the issue would be, like, if it's, um, if, like, someone's, like, disrespecting her or something like that. Or, like, yeah. some guy's hitting on her and, like, being a cunt. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And she doesn't like it. Well, that, that's, obviously, I, but it, I think I, I think we'd be like that with any girl. I would be, I any would, girl I, in her house, honestly, her I, just a, even a friend, a mm -hmm. friend of mine, uh, or even not a friend. If someone that was invited into some place that I invited them, I would definitely make sure they're safe. Yeah, that's always. that's always our priority. First of all, whenever we have an I think event, the three of us, by the way, just because we've all thrown a lot of parties together, like yeah. we're all really good at that. Yeah. We're so really that, yeah. first and foremost, it's like safety of the people invited. For sure. And that means like mm -hmm. no one's getting taken advantage of. No one's getting. 
uh, if if anyone's looking like they're they need any help, we're we're there to help, yep. and, they, and they know they could come to us for help. And, and and that's happened many times. Where yeah, I mean, it's not like happened many times, but it's happened where we're the people that they come to for help yeah, in of terms course. of hey, you know what, this person we don't want to talk to them, and it's like okay, dude, like, yeah, it's, it's a different story if it's our own party that we're throwing compared to just a random guy from like a random club, you know? Yeah, did I feel <clears> way different? <throat> I don't have any sisters, but I do have girlfriends that come out with me. And there's many times where they would go home with some random dude and like that random dude is like someone that I thought I knew. Mm-hmm. And then they'd come back and be like, oh, that guy was like so creepy and shit. And then you should, you should have told me, I'm like, fuck, I, you know? Like, yeah. Fair enough. I'm bad. Like yeah. I've known that guy for years. I didn't know he was that creepy towards girls. Right. Right. A lot of guys to, to guys, like your, your male to male relationship is all like, yo, what's up buddy? Yo, how's it going? And then you think they're cool. And then, like, the girls go home with them, and they're like, this guy's a fucking weirdo. And, like, I I even had the realization, like, a lot of, like, guys I thought are, like, really cool guys are just not. Like, I know these really cool dudes I met in Cuba, like, five, six years ago. And he came to uh, one of our parties, and he's like, multiple girls complain about him. And it's like, it's not that he's doing anything, like, over the top. He's just, like, a little bit socially uncalibrated because he's, like, awkward and shy. Because I've hung out with him and other girls, and he wasn't coming off creepy at all. But he is, just because he lacks social experience... You know what I'm saying? That's it. Well, yeah. But then a lot of times people get called creepy unjustly as well. Yeah, for sure. So it's, uh, it's, you have to kind of use your better judgment when, when dealing with that scenario. Right. So like, for example, I don't want to name names, but you have a friend the other day, he's a little bit drunk, right? At the party we're having. And the girls that you brought were friends with were like, oh, like, and they they weren't actually alleging anything or saying anything. They were just saying like, he's weird. Yeah. It's because he was drunk. That's yeah, it. And I think he was going through something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so, he was going yeah, through something. So, so, these dynamics are always really interesting. <clears throat> those are very selective with the people that we bring around around our close friends. Speaking you remember my that, birthday party? Uh, like, remember, uh, you, you guys were there. Yeah, the birthday party. Yeah, we were at your birthday and then, party. Wait, were you there? Mm-hmm. No. Birthday party at your place? Yeah. Okay, I can't remember. Um, anyway, and then these three random black right? dudes, that was Alfredo's birthday party. Really? Yeah. It was Alfredo's we didn't do acid on your birthday? No. Alfredo's. Okay. So I don't think you're there. I think you're uh, working. I think. No, I came right after. Anyway, three random black dudes showed up and we had like, I'm like, who the fuck are you guys? Uh, I actually knew one of them, but I didn't invite him. So I'm like, hey man, respectfully get the fuck in my house. This is my private event. It's my birthday party. And I, dude, I just felt the instinct to like, I was flipping my shit because these guys started a fight in my house on my birthday while my sister and brother are there and all my closest friends. And I just literally wanted to fuck these guys. Like, I was so fucking mad because it's like crashing a party and starting violence. <laughs> like, that's fucking horrible, dude. You, you got to be like really careful. I think in life and anyone watching, they got to realize like if you're throwing parties, doing events, going out, paying out girls, all this stuff, you as a man, you need to be in control of the situation always. And you need to be able to deescalate things, defuse things, and be able to protect everyone around you. You know what I'm saying? Like- we're really good at that. I think the three of us, because we've done so much events and stuff like that, yeah. and not using violence or aggression, but using social skills to de-escalate things. And yeah, I had to kick some yeah. people out of the party uh, last mm-hmm. Friday, or help you, me and you both, like those uh, two dudes. Yeah, those two dudes. And then yeah, uh, the way I handled it was just like kind of being cool with them. You know, guys, like you know, you guys kind of got to go. And then I started like I, I started cleaning up around them to make it seem like you know we're packing up. 
Yep. So I started like putting jackets on the hood <laughs> yeah. and just like <laughs> I very peacefully just yep. like, hey guys, like, you know what? You know, it's kind of like the end of the night. And then they, they left. And then later on in the night, about 15 minutes later, I go to the lobby. They're still there. They go up to me and they're like, hey man, you know, we, we really appreciate how you handle that. You're really cool. And then I was like, oh yeah, no worries, bro. I think so. it was a bit of a dick. I, I wasn't like overly a dick, but I was like kind of stern. Cause like, I know you're talking, I asked them to leave. There's random guys in my house. Yeah. I didn't invite one of the girls invited them I, after I told them not to invite you guys. And dude, how do girls do that? I'm like the girls ask me for permission to bring guys over. Okay. Like, so that's something it. we have to address. We have to address that a private party, a penthouse party, or even a condo party or a mansion party or a house party is not a club. It's not a bar. It's not a club. A private venue is not the same as a nightclub. You it's cannot just walk in. You cannot just invite people. You cannot just have a plus one. You cannot just be like, oh, I know somebody I can come in. That's not how it works. Yeah. So these girls ask me, can I bring two guys? And I said, absolutely not. And they're like, why not? I'm like, cause it's my fucking house. Cause I fucking live here. Yeah. I pay the electricity bill <laughs> and, yeah. and this is my fucking house. For everyone listening or watching, imagine someone goes into your house, sits in your couch and then you're like, what? What are you doing here? Well, that's no, so that, that's exactly what happened. I'm like, who are these guys? So I walk over to them. I'm like, hey man, I shook their hands. I'm like, hey man, nice to meet you. My name's Justin. I live here. Uh, who invited you? And they're like, oh, this girl did. And I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. I told her not to invite anyone. She asked me if she could invite guys, and I said no. So I'm sorry, you gotta leave. And they're like, uh, they look at me and they're like, we're not leaving. And I'm like, I don't think you understood. This is a negotiation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I live here. Now, now can you, my house. Now can you imagine you go, someone goes into your house, sits on your couch and you're like, hey, can you leave? And you're like, they're like, no. Like, yeah, can, you, so, can you imagine that scenario in your head? Yeah. They're literally trespassing. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I already told them sternly, I'm like, this is a negotiation. This is my house. I have security cameras everywhere. You need to leave. Yeah. But I, I wasn't a dick. I wasn't swearing at them. I wasn't overly aggressive. I was just stern respectful I'm like okay, okay cool bye and uh then I, I pulled the girls aside i'm like hey uh you invited these guys uh i didn't say you can invite guys i don't like random guys in my house these guys need to leave right fair enough there we go fair enough yeah Problem solved. they were cool after that though they're just like no they're, they're actually really chill yeah. and i feel bad i don't want to be the dick but it's like bro if i start fucking letting every girl bring random guys to my fucking house our parties are gonna be a sausage fest horrible ratio and on top of that, my house gets trashed because random people are in my fucking house. Yeah. So a, a lot of these guys know it's probably going to be their first and last time there. So they just like maximize the fun. Yeah. And by maximizing the fun, they're like, oh, let's turn up in this penthouse. Let's wear like, shoes and walk on his hardwood floors and jump on the couch and drink all the booze and hit on the girls and be a douche. Yeah. So they just try to maximize their experience. That's and then they live in the house. Yeah, yeah. 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 Fair enough. Yeah, it's that simple. Um, yeah, like if you want to be a guy who's getting invited to high level parties, by the way. <clears throat> Speaking of parties, Pringles. how good was that New Year's Eve party? Fucking nuts! I loved it. Yeah, that's great. You want? Can we just talk, Matt? Can we talk a little bit about New Year's? Let's just let's just yeah, we need to talk about this. Talk about New Year's. How was that? It's fucking nuts. It's crazy. <sighs> what so what, what did we have? We had a New Year's. We had a chef. We had a okay. DJ. We it, had it was just it was we had a catering company privately make a shakuri board. Dragon fruit and oh, wow. all this like gourmet Dragon. fucking food. So private private penthouse party that has a DJ. The DJ was the DJ of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Matt, I don't know if we can say that. Uh, wow. Never mind. It wasn't. It was just it was a DJ. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> no, we had a couple DJs that night. We, we, we had, had a, a dude. This fucking crazy man. It was a nuts party. Uh, open bar, bartender, security, guest list, five to one ratio of girls to guys. So we, how many girls? How many people think? Do you guys think came the whole night? Total coming and going probably 200, 200 people. Yeah. So I would say it was maximum, maximum 40 guys. I mean, we had 160 women or so probably more. So it was like, 
I, my guesstimate was like 40 guys, 180 girls. That was by my the way, estimate. by the way, that's perfect ratio, even for girls. That's girls, what? girls don't want to be in a sausage fest. Girls want to talk to girls sometimes. Girls want to hang out with girls. the girls and, and then get hit on by the guys. And girls don't want to be the only option. Girls want to feel special that they got picked by the few guys. And the guys that we did invite are like the coolest guys we know. They're so cool. They're all millionaires. Every yeah. single guy in who we invited was a seven, eight, or nine-figure business owner. Do you realize that? It's yeah. fucking crazy. That was good. They're all a bit like the, the weed posters guys. Shout out to weed posters. Uh, really cool Daydream. marijuana company. Uh, the owner of Daydream, the drinks company, was there with his girlfriend. Um, and so Daydream and weed posters sponsored the event. Handing out weed, handing out hemp infused soda water. It was really fucking cool. Um, we had, what else? We had a lot going on, dude. Yeah, it was fun. A lot of hard, dude, most of the girls. Fire pit, hot tub. We had a girl there with 1.2 million YouTube subscribers. Don't remember her name. Uh, we, a lot of the girls had hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram. Um, are you guys going to talk yeah. about what yeah. happened? We're going to talk about what happened. I'm, I ended up hooking up with a girl because uh, she's like, she's this girl's just like soliciting me for sex. She's grabbing me. She's like, mm -hmm. you didn't understand the first time. I'm like, understand what? And then she like winks at me and then kisses my cheek. And I'm like, are you coming on to me? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like so like delusional, like like almost like Asperger's. And I'm like, this girl kissed my cheek and like winked at me. And then I'm like, are you coming on to me? Are you hitting on me? <laughs> what's her story? What? What's her story? She was hitting on, what's her story? Yeah. Who's this character? She is an Instagram all 200,000 followers who has her husband there and they were there since the beginning. They were the first people to show up. They show up at like 8 p.m. They brought booze. They were super sweet the whole time. They're super nice people. So this girl with the husband yeah. kissed your cheek and was sitting on uh, it. She was, uh, well, they're, they're engaged. So they're going to get married. She had a nice ring on her finger and then she brought, so, she, uh, so I asked her, I'm like, like, are you trying to hook up with me? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, is your husband okay with that? And she, <laughs> I, I think she's like shrugged. I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> and I, I took her, uh, I have like a secret little entrance to my room because I locked the room and I go around the balcony door. It's really cool. It's like a little like, come on, go around the balcony. And then she calls her husband, tells him where to go. And then he comes in and then like starts like watching me fuck his wife. And I'm just like, what the fuck? You guys are crazy. But I, I think, you know what? It sounds nuts. And at first I was thinking this guy's insane. But after getting the know, they got like after like the whole weird sexual experience of this guy just like watching me fuck his wife. Because I asked him, I'm like, so are you gay, straight, bi? And he's like, no, no, no I'm 100% straight. He just wants his wife to have a fucking good time. And so I invited him. What do you them. think of that? Personally, I mean, hey, not for me. I couldn't do that myself. I think they have a great relationship, to be honest. It seems very healthy. Would they, you be friends with someone like that? I'm friends with him now. Are you, I, would you become close friends, do you think? I want to become close friends with him. He's the coolest motherfucker I've met in such a long time. Okay. And the first time I met him, I was like, okay, this guy's insane. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? But then I, I, I just talked, we hung, another, we hung out two times after that. And I'm like, this guy's fucking awesome. He's so cool. He's a fucking lawyer and he's killing it and he makes he money cool. and he's he just cool. like, and he honestly just a nice fucking guy. He's just a really good dude. Yeah, from the interactions I've had with him, he's a really pleasant. nice guy, dude. Respectful, he's super fucking cool. Yeah. And so he came to our party last week, and he ended up taking three girls back from our party and having an orgy with all of them. So he he's also a savage because he's just like shy little kind of like Indian guy. You'd be surprised how much that happened. But he's right? a savage, bro. Yeah, he just fucked four girls in a night last weekend. That's crazy. I'm like, what a fucking animal. I guess him and his girl are just like open-minded swingers who just like fucking slay dude dude he is killing it in life yeah, and i, I want to pick his brain more he seems really intelligent and i'm, I'm told I, I respect the shit of him even though maybe i'm biased because i fucked his wife you know what i mean i think that that does make you a little biased yeah yeah but that's okay well he, he let me fuck his wife the least i could do is respect the man a little bit of you course. know what i mean you had so, so much sex that night yeah <laughs> i think i so took like I eight brought, or nine times i brought six of my tinder dates that was scheduled too so basically i have a lot of these like tinder dates on I need to be, 
I need to schedule, but it was like a great opportunity at that party. Just like bring them, bring them all at once and meet them. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure Justin had sex with two or three of them before I could even talk to them. Yep. I asked you for permission. <laughs> oh, to be fair, one of his Tinder dates was also a Tinder date of mine because I also taught Matt. So on our last, the last podcast we did, I just, because I, I took a little bit of LSD and I just went on a rant about Tinder. And after we ended the podcast, I helped Matt optimize his Tinder. He went from zero matches. He literally had zero matches on Tinder to like in, in four days, 400 matches. Online-seduction.com. Anyway, uh, it's a side note. So I created a course, obviously, about how to pick up girls off Tinder, online seduction. I taught Matt those skills. I the course. Killed it. No, like, actually, I'm not just trying to plug my course, but, like, Matt, literally, I taught him the shit. He killed on Tinder, and now he's matching the same girls on Tinder that I'm matching with, and he's inviting me on the party before I can even yeah. fucking So I got six it. of them come out in <clears> one <throat> night. Uh, on what was your experience Eve. like? I hooked up two of them, yeah. My experience, like, oof. I don't know. I was just getting drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I was just enjoying the party. I don't know. Yeah. So it, it wasn't as wild as Justin. No, but Matt was in like God mode, dude. He, he was a like glowing. He was like in social, yeah. like savage mode, dude. It was great. I did invite a lot of girls that like me. Though. Yeah, he was. He was. He, he, I he invited really a lot well, of girls yeah. that were really into me, and it was more about just like micromanaging the girls. Um, he's taking a Snapchat story. I'm taking a little Snapchat story. So right yeah, so just do, doing micromanaging. And, uh, yeah, it was a good time. Enough, party. The, I think the biggest thing is like the, most of the girls that were in the party were very attractive. They were, yeah. They were and all there were, there were handpicked and selected by all of them. This wasn't just a party. This was like, I mean, this is as good as it gets in Toronto. Like it was like influencer vibe. It was like everybody, somebody, everyone was adding a fuck ton of value. Uh, everyone was like high level networking. Uh, like anyone you talked to was like someone of value, in my opinion, yeah. at the party. My um, experience was very different than, I guess, you guys. Uh, we actually, before you even like okay. go on your experience, because I forgot that moment where I was on the phone because my, <laughs> my ex-girlfriend <laughs> All right, me. yeah. And what was happening? Okay, so okay, was yeah, 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 yeah. Can I explain oh, it? Oh, it's hilarious. He's really going to explain yeah. it. So I'm on the balcony and these girls are like, I have to pee. I'm like, yeah, cool. No worries. Uh, you can use uh, the, the extra, like, because we have another, another room and, you know, there's a bathroom in it. I'm like, cool. You can use the, that, that room, uh, the bathroom in there. And so this girl's like this YouTube chick with like over a million followers or whatever. I'm trying to be like all buddy buddy with her because I'm like, cool, whatever, like cool girl. Um, and like, I want to show her a good time. I want her to use the bathroom. So I'm running into the bathroom and I open the door. I just see the the husband, like little Indian dude on the ground jerking off. I see my client who's staying with me face fucking this chick. And I see her riding the cock of one of our friends. And so like this dude's wife's getting tag teamed. This dude, he's in the corner jerking off. And I'm like, what the fuck? And, and so like, all, I, I, shut, friends I come in, too. I shut the door. Uh, I see the girl, there's a girl passed out in the bed. So so they're not they're not even tag teaming the girl in the bed. They're tag teaming her in the, my roommate's closet. Well, the reason why they're in the closet is because I was taking care of this girl that's passed out cuz apparently she puked or something. Yeah. And I'm trying to like put her put her to bed cuz I, I she was one of my Tinder dates that you hooked <laughs> up with. Yeah. <laughs> so I like trying to make her go to go to sleep and uh, yeah, she after, she drank after, way too yeah. much. Like we were, we were pounding shots and shit. And then I remember seeing her puke and then like I cleaned up her vomit and shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ew. And then she had pinned up passing out because it's New Year's. So I was like next to her while yeah. she's sleeping. And all of a sudden, my ex-girlfriend calls me, walks in with like everyone trying to jump in the bed while I was on the phone. Uh, and uh, 
<laughs> okay. So basically. Anyway, I, so uh, can, let, let me. Okay, we'll we'll bleep it out. It doesn't matter. So I, I looked at uh, I looked at Matt, and he's like in the corner. He looks like he's about to cry, and, and I'm like, Matt, what the fuck? And he's like. It's my, it's my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> and his face is just like, fuck my life. So there's he's, a threesome he's, going he's, on he's the other cry, side of the room. He's crying to his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, right? There's exactly. an orgy going there's around. There's literally him. an orgy. I'm just like. Yeah. yeah and and he's like, guys, try, stop trying to have an orgy in the same bed. And then as and that's happening. Our, like, what the fuck? Have fun. <laughs> and then she's like, trying to hang up on me. <laughs> Matt looks miserable. He looks so miserable. And, and the bathroom was occupied because our friend Kyle walked out of the room with a female because they were hooking up in the bathroom. Yeah. And the girls are just like, what? The girl, the YouTube chick is outside. And she's like, what the can you fuck? Imagine, can you imagine being invited to some party? Just doing the grass jerking <laughs> off. You just want to go to the like, bathroom. And then there's a guy crying in a corner to his girlfriend. There's a giant orgy happening in a closet. There is a girl passed out on the on the bed. And there's a guy that just walked out of the washroom you wanted to go into with another girl. And no, but the entrance of the fucking room there's a guy on the floor jerking off naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and I forgot about that. Sorry. So, he's a, he's a forgot, forgot about that small detail. He's a partner in his law firm. I'm yeah. like Jesus Christ, so man. There, so there's this uh, multi-millionaire uh, partner in his law firm masturbating in a corner. You're just like, hey, what's up? Hey, 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 dude. And then you go to the washroom. So I was cleaning the bathroom the other day because I, I didn't realize the toilet was clogged for like a week because I, I haven't even been in the bathroom and yeah. I was cleaning out. And there's heroin needles in the oh, bathroom. That's I'm like, disgusting. I, I can't even. Imagine. I don't even know who the fuck that was or why. Yeah, can't if, if you're watching that's this, are you, are you sure it was heroin needles? I'm not sure, but like, what there is it, like needles. steroids? <laughs> now, unless someone was doing steroids in the bathroom, it's like, possible yeah. my client was doing. Was, was no, doing there's steroids? no, there's no way. What? No, there's no. He way. could have been doing steroids. Harold Hendricks. I can't imagine. No, not <laughs> Mr. H Mr. Hendricks. Would I, no, I don't think he was doing. I don't know. He told me he's done steroids before, though. So like, oh, really? Test I don't, I don't fucking you know. Ask him. But why would he flush needles down the toilet? He wouldn't do that. So someone was definitely like shooting something up in the yeah. bathroom. He's yeah. a smart guy. He wouldn't do that. Fucking clean up. I don't fucking know, man. His People cleaners are animals. Yeah. So literally yesterday, I spent four hours. Deep, like, look, I can get maids. But I got two maids and they noped the fuck out of there. They went in the bathroom. They're like, no, I'm not touching yeah. this. Right, I had to clean up the entire fucking place. I paid maids. By the way, we're we're, we're heavily against drugs. Super, like heroin. Yeah. What the fuck? Do you want to become a crackhead, fucking loser, bro? Fuck that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, I I deep cleaned the, the house. I literally lit sage. My girlfriend for Christmas got me sage, and uh, I literally lit sage around the entire house. I literally spent like an hour walking around with sage and incense and just like airing out the place and like. I swear to God, I was, I, I was saying prayers. I was saying like Catholic prayers while lighting stage and, and walk. I like trying to like bless the place because I was just like, this place feels like it's full of sin. It just feels very sinful. Oh, it is. It is. The plumber's and coming tomorrow. The plumber? Okay. 11 a.m. So my experience was quite a bit different. If someone were to ask me how my New Year's when I was like, I would have just been like, wow, it was amazing. I spent some time with my friends. We, you know, did the countdown, had a few drinks, just hung out. And then I went home. And... Un unknown to me while I was just having this wholesome time with my friends there was an orgy happening a, a tornado of orgies just in closed doors <laughs> all around me like who knows where like when I was walking down the hallway probably across like the next room over there was like a girl getting gang banged or something everyone is hooking up dude yeah. every like, I think every friends, single guy who came all, all of our close friends had sex at least three times yeah dude night. my realtor my motherfucking realtor fucked three girls that night that's crazy it's fucking yeah. crazy dude in your well, house, I mean, yeah. my real estate yeah. agent. So if you're a guy in Toronto and you want to go to a New Year's party, you know where to go. Or if you're a girl in Toronto and wants to have a good time. Wow. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. No, but seriously, everyone's happy. Like I was, people were telling me like this is the best party we've ever had. Yeah, I no, it was, it was like a, it was like a 
party of a movie. Like, yeah, so it was, there's it was no way you can't have better than Wolf like, of Wall Street. Like, would you, would you rather go to a party and everyone's just like boring and just like standing around? Or would you want to go to a party and like crazy shit happens and tell stories <sighs> about crazy, for years? Dude. Honestly, that's the kind of parties I would want to go to. Dude, I would rather go to, I would want to go to parties where, you know what? You have a crazy story to tell. Dude, sometime in the middle of the night, I just hear a girl scream, keep screaming for like five minutes. There's so much cocaine. Yo, again, we're against drugs and uh, we didn't bring drugs. illegal narcotics at all. You didn't see you didn't any? See any? I don't, I someone showed up and just handing out drugs, apparently. Fucked up. No, we don't support it. I don't, so I, dude, I'm, not only do I not support it, I'm genuinely against, like, <clears throat> things that are not beneficial to your life. I don't drink. I, didn't even, I don't even drink alcohol. Now, I'll do, like, things that are not horrible for you. Like, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like, that night, I took some substances and stuff. Um, but, like, not a lot. Yeah. And, like, so you know I, mean? I actually went on a little rant about this earlier to my friend and I, I was telling I was saying that how cocaine or all these like substances that you could take that, you know, an upper or something like that a stimulant will give you confidence, will give you charisma, will give you high energy for a moment and it could be a shortcut to that. But you'll never actually be that person until you stop and actually develop those skills naturally. That's why through, I through high crutch. through hard work yeah. and a long road and a long process. There is no shortcut to charisma. There's no shortcut to people liking you. And if people like you while you're coked out, they don't actually like you. Yeah, and you. by the way, you don't actually like yourself. Once you're sober, once you're on that bed, hating your life, questioning why the hell did I do all this, and you realize you're just some guy that isn't actually interesting to be around other than when you're coked out then you really need really need to reassess your life and start that hard self-improvement journey sober that's why i quit drinking many many years ago so the reason i call myself drunk justin is uh because i want my goal was to be drunk justin while sober yeah so i quit drinking and i went on a path of self-development and social skills and character development so i could be that person and i became that and now I don't need alcohol or drugs or anything to right be on, that person. Right on. So now if I just do drugs now, it's just like for yeah. fun. Or Dude, massive decompress. respect, by the way. Yeah, thanks because Because from what you told me, and I didn't know you at this time, I've never seen you drunk in my life. Yeah. Uh, you used to actually be an alcoholic. No, it was, it was a problem. Yeah. It was, and, I had a problem. I had a problem with alcohol for sure. Dude, that's, and it's in, and you just like made it, just flipped a switch. You're it like, was okay, really hard. It, I did, yeah. it wasn't even flip a switch. It was like my, the girl of my dreams who I was madly in love with wanted to leave me because I was drinking too much. And it was fucking up a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't tell people that, but um, it was horrible. And after, actually funny enough, after I sobered up and quit drinking, um, I realized how many actual issues we had in a relationship. So I eventually broke up with her. But um, it was crazy. Like the clarity you have from no alcohol is fucking crazy, bro. The clarity you have from no alcohol is crazy. Now, I'm not gonna lie. If you're drinking all the time, it's probably easier to get laid. It's probably easier to meet girls. Definitely. Probably easier to fucking do whatever the fuck cocaine. you want. Same with it's cocaine. easier to fall into yeah. a relationship. But- you're never going to have anything long-term and stable. Yeah. You're never actually going to build anything. Or if you do, it's not going to actually be fulfilling and it's, it's going to be a castle of glass yeah. and you'll realize that sooner or later. True. And, uh, the issue also is it's not sustainable and it's not real. You're just kind of drunk in love. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I used to get drunk in love all the time. You know, the biggest mistake I've ever made or actually no, not the biggest mistake I've ever made, but a big mistake I've made, uh, was this girl that I was kind of into. I met her one night and then Literally the next time I wanted to hang out with her, we decided to do Molly together. It completely killed the relationship. If it, there ever would have been one, it made it so we bonded so quickly, so fast, so um, unauthentically. There was no genuine connection, but the Molly made us 
like feel like we were in love with each other that after that night we completely drifted apart because that like it, it launched us to a point where we were not naturally ready to be and it just like scared both of us. Like, you know what the solution is? Away. Do Molly every single day with her. That's true. Every time you I don't know why I didn't try that. You should try that. I should try that right now. It's really good. I'm on just it right now. Just take Molly every day. Just kidding. <laughs> no, but funny enough, um, I found a lot of relationships I fell into. It was just like drinking was like the center of it. Like alcohol was like the center of like many of my intimate female relationships. My, uh, I think my second girlfriend, I think she was my second girlfriend, Maddie. She's my second girlfriend. Uh, or she's, my, no, she's like my fourth girlfriend. Um, I can't remember. I don't know. It's a girl I was dating in Australia. She, she, she is an alcoholic. It made me more of an alcoholic. It was fucked up, dude. And like, it was not good. I have a question for both of you. And this is something I've been trying to, trying to think of myself because, and I think I've mentioned this to both of you. Do you think guys should go through a wild phase and where they kind of let loose, go a little too far? Not too far in terms of going too, too far, but allow themselves to see what they're capable of doing yeah, and, and try to, you know, kind of be a fuck boy for a little bit. Do you think that's necessary for a guy? Necessary? Not necessarily. Because the thing is, you can just, a lot of people think you have to like fuck up to be successful. No, you just skip all that and go straight to success for sure. Okay. Now, however, not about confidence with girls, though. If we're talking about confidence with girls, it depends what you're talking about in general. If you're talking about, yeah. like I'm, I'm talking, girls, I'm yeah. talking about social calibration, being socially adjusted, being confident with girls, being charismatic, being able to be a guy that is in a position where he's selecting who he's sleeping with, when he's sleeping with them, and he's in control of where who, uh, his like uh, sexual uh, interests. Like, say for example, he's at a party, he knows he could pick up a girl, but chooses not to. Do you think getting to that stage? Do you think it's necessary to be in that stage? after you've actually experienced a fuckboy uh, like year or two? You don't need to be that fuckboy. The best way I could describe it is give yourself space to make mistakes and learn from them. But you also don't need to make those mistakes. You can just learn. So do others. you think a guy that has slept with no a virgin can, can achieve that level of charisma and confidence without sleeping with a single girl? Yeah, I do think so. That's awesome. All right. I, I, pers- I personally believe so. Keep going. I've been a coach dating for like eight fucking years and I've, my first three years of practicing teaching stuff, I'd only hooked up like a dozen girls. I wasn't a virgin, but I would only hooked up like What do you hand, think the best way for a guy <clears throat> that is, let's say a virgin right now, but doesn't want to be a fuck boy, doesn't want to sleep around, doesn't want to kind of uh, have an unfulfilling lifestyle where he's just constantly trying to seek hookup to hookup. So, what advice would you give that guy to achieve the, the charisma and confidence without going through that phase. So my first three years where I only hooked up those dozen girls, I would say that was my most confident. I would say I was even more confident back then than I am now. I had like this delusional self confidence. But the thing is, it wasn't, it It was just coming from the social skills. You gotta practice the social skills. It's not about the girls. It's just about you being, doing whatever the fuck you wanna do. Being whoever you wanna be. And so what I found is a lot of guys can, like you, I'm not saying any guy should or like, I don't think any guy should be a virgin. I think it's kind of fucking retarded. Like, why the fuck would you want to be a virgin? Save yourself from marriage? It's horrible. Let's fucking. not say a virgin, but let's, you know. But like, for, okay, if we're going to use that example though, it's like, if you just want to be a virgin and you don't want to have sex with any women, but become incredibly confident, yeah, you can do that. Yeah, I think incredibly confident is different from like charisma with girls. Because I kind of, if you were talking about charisma with girls, I kind of don't agree with you. Because I feel like a lot of my confidence with girls came from sleeping with a lot of them and being so constantly uh, involving myself with okay. them that it's like, okay, cool. Like 
I've hooked up with like 20 girls that look just like you. You know, I have, you know, I don't, I, I don't waver in my confidence when I'm mm-hmm. around that kind of, kind of girl. So, yeah. but I, I, I can't imagine myself being that confident or being in this stage if I, if I didn't have that reference experiences of girls liking me. So the thing is, if you are a shy little virgin dude and you're straight male and you want to hook up with the girls, then yeah, of course you can be have like a quivering sense of self, right? But the thing is, the the experiences you have with those women does shape you to be a more yeah. You need yourself. reference experiences yeah. in order to build the, uh, uh, like your character. Yeah, but I do think you can get to a pretty high level socially and emotionally socially, without yeah, the girls. But if, if you truly made the decision of like, I don't want to go with the girls. But we're talking about networking then. We're not talking about like hooking yeah. up with girls. We're I not agree. talking about being a charismatic guy. Long story short, it's like if you're just like sleeping with tons of chicks, it's going to make you confident around chicks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're, if you're doing all kinds of business deals and stuff, you be really confident doing business. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay. We could say that maybe it's harder achieve it without it but it's let's say maybe not impossible but it's a lot harder it's like it's it's simple as this if you want to get good talking to girls talk to you need to talk to a lot of girls if you you need to talk to a lot of them you need to fuck up uh push the boundaries see how far you can go and then take a step back and see what you can correct in your personality and your and your social skills 100 100 dude i've made i've made so many mistakes i for my first two years i was by the way, I was very consistent and I was very, uh, I took a lot of initiative and I would always go out. I would always go out. I would always go talk to girls. I would always put myself out there, put myself in social situations. And I made so many, I got blown out so many times. I made so many mistakes. I got rejected so many times, but every single one of those times, I was extremely, extremely incredibly grateful mm-hmm. for every single one of those uh, mistakes because it taught me right. so much. Well, let me, let me put it this way. Look at us, three of us right now. We're probably in... Compared to an average guy, we're probably on the top level when it comes to results with women. Top 1% or higher? Top 1% sure. or higher. <clears throat> I'm a virgin. But who do you think gets more rejected compared to like all the guys in Toronto? Who, who are the, I always tell people I'm the most yeah. rejected guy in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. We are the most rejected Definitely. guys in Toronto. The master has failed more times than the student has even tried. Yep. Very true. Very true. And and people are afraid of rejection. We've failed more than the average... And then any yeah. guy in the city. People, people, are, people, people, level. people put in their minds the idea of being rejected if they haven't been to such a huge, huge, huge part of their like psyche. If some, if someone, if you've never been, imagine the first time you talked to a girl and she rejected you. Imagine how bad you felt. Like go back to that frame. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. I remember Me how too. bad it felt. I and it lingered really in my weird. mind for at least like a week until I did it again, and then I did it again. And then I did it, it again. It, it actually and went now in my head for years. I could, I could go. Yeah, it, some people. It's for years. years. It was like and two years. It affected me for like two years. Yeah, and uh, if for now, if I were to see a girl on the street, I would go say hello. She rejects me. She calls me ugly. Like, whatever. Wow. She could say whatever she wants, and I'd forget about her in, in a like minute. in a five sec, five minute. probably Literally. five seconds. Yeah, probably, exactly. probably, I'd forget about her. Her name actually probably should like pop out of my existence in five seconds. I'd be like, okay, have a nice day, goodbye, and then five seconds later, exactly how I was. I remember my, the first girl I ever asked out. Jessica, eighth grade, 13 years old. Jessica, can you confirm? Anyway, so I bought Jessica a necklace and walked up to her. I'm like, hey, do you want to go out? And she's like, uh, no, because she thought I was uh, joking. And then I, back when I was like 19, I was at a beach party and she tried to make out with me. And I'm like, right. and I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> no, because I had a girlfriend. Um, yeah, me, me and her are actually friends now. Mm-hmm. And I've known her for like fucking- That's awesome. Over a decade. Dude, I, you just brought back a memory. 
that that goes back to saying that if you fail with one girl, it doesn't say you can you can still try again a couple of years later. <laughs> like ten years later, yeah. Yeah, yeah. dude, I remember uh, you just brought back a memory for me in middle school when I we were in like this auditorium and uh, there were a group of kids that I was like a fr- friend group, and then one of them was like choose choose between Lucas or this guy to an, to a girl. Which one would you rather date? And she chose the other guy, and that memory that like traumatized me for at least a year that traumatized me for at least a year i was like fuck i guess i can't date it's so crazy how these dumb fucking little things just traumatize you and shapes the rest of your life and your personality it's like this little fucking thing that happened when you're like 12 that was like a two second experience that right now wouldn't wouldn't even fucking bother you yeah but somehow that little trauma is in the back of your head still running you it is somehow making it's it's like almost running your brain it's almost like your subconscious brain is like working around that little micro trauma from like a decade or two decades ago. And it's like a lot of your unconscious behavior is because of that experience. It's fucking wild. Uh, there's a girl in middle school that friends on me and three years later I had sex with her. Three years later? Yeah. What? I like just hit her up. It was a girl that broke my heart when I was in middle school. Friends on me for like three years. Did she remember that? I... She knew that she friends with me because okay. I would always ask her out and she'd be like, no, we're just friends. And, and then so she like, would go for like the fuckboy hockey guys. What changed her mind? The tattoos? I didn't have tattoos at this point. Um, how, how old were you when you hooked up with her? Maybe um, like 19. So it was like six 18, years 19. later. Six later. Or it could be. Sorry, not three years later. Sorry. Fuck. Uh, yeah, probably six years later. Yeah, that was, I was out of high school and I was a completely different person then. You know what I mean? Wow. My uh, second grade crush, uh, I banged her younger sister when her sister turned 18. My, my second grade crush, uh, she threw a snowball in my face and she's like, you're not allowed to have a crush on me. Because I, I remember uh, I had this friend, Cyprian. It was a weird name, right? Interesting character. I told this guy, because uh, he, he, he was like, who do, you, who do you have a crush on? And I'm like, I, I told him who I had a crush on. I was like, this girl, Stephanie. And he ran over and told Stephanie. I, I'm almost like, I'm like reliving the moment while it's telling <laughs> right now. I was like, what the fuck? I was really it's almost, like, it's almost like traumatic talking about it. Yeah. And he ran over and told Stephanie, Justin likes you. And she literally pushed me in the snow in the middle of winter and threw a snowball on my face. What the hell? And she's like, you're not allowed to have a crush on me. What the fuck? Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? I still did have a crush on her after. Anyway, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I tag teamed her younger sister. I, I actually, me and her younger sister became fuck buddies. So I was like 21. She was like 18. And uh, we were like fuck buddies for a while. That's and I had three was there with other girls because she was like she was like a lesbian she was in a lesbian relationship and I tagged her with one of my buddies uh, I end up having a threesome with her and another girl I met. When do you think you stopped underestimating yourself? It's a fucking great question. God damn, I don't know. <coughs> Probably when I got into the game stuff. Like I, I almost feel like the moment I started learning about pickup, I just start going out and taking action on it. The moment like. It was like, you what, know what? When I started wait, learning about, okay. I wish the Wingman podcast existed when I was fucking younger. Because the thing is, dude, I didn't know you can work on your social skills. I didn't know. Like, to me, it was just like, the guys who get girls, get girls. The guys who are popular, cool, that's it. They have that. I don't have that. I'm the short little Indian dude. I'm the shortest guy in the class. I was always the shortest, smallest guy in the class. Okay, in school growing up, I was always like, I, I just, I always felt like that guy. So super low self-esteem growing up, horrible, right? The moment I learned about pickup, I, I'm i not like one of these guys who just sat at home and watched pickup videos or like YouTube videos for like two years and didn't develop my life. Dude, the moment I started learning, I was like, I'm going to apply this in school because I was, it was in like, uh, it was my last senior year of high school. I started applying it, started hitting the gym. <clears throat> First of my life, hitting the gym. 
I was so, dude, I was 92 pounds. What happened? I was 92 pounds. Within three weeks, I put on like 18 pounds or something like that. I just started eating like crazy, working out like crazy, uh, fucking start going to parties, start drinking. And all of a sudden, like within months, I was making out girls. Uh, within Did like six months. you have that months, sense of entitlement from the very beginning? After no, you saw those videos? No, I was just, I was really cringy and really shy and really awkward. Yeah. But I was just, my brain was just like, let's just learn. Let's Do you get remember your first approach? Yep. What was it like? Uh, Toronto Zine Center. I was in high school. We had a day off school. Me and my friends went to the school. Uh, my first wingman, Patrick, I named my penis after him. Shouts to Patrick. Patrick. And uh, I, I'm still friends with Patrick. He's married now, by the way. He just got married. Patrick, my first wingman, got married. Yep. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And anyway, so Patrick, uh, I just, that was my first time ever hanging out with him. He was in all my classes in high school. I never talked to the guy, uh, but we kind of started talking through mutual friends that one day, because I told these friends of mine that I want to go start picking up girls. Okay. I want to go to like hit on girls and shit. So they're like, cool, we'll like come out with you and support you. We're not going to do it ourselves, but go for it. Really good guys. Really good guys. And um, it took me two hours to build up my first approach. Uh, so I got a spoon from McDonald's and I spent two hours walking around until I could find a girl. And I walked up to her and I asked her, do you want a spoon? I was like, like, what's up, baby girl? Like, do you want a spoon? Is that but what I, you said? But like, it wasn't as smooth. It was, it was more like, uh, so do, do, do you want a, do you want a spoon? And I put a spoon. I'm like, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> and then like my second approach was like, these like what, two what, Japanese wait, girls. What was the reaction to that? They, they were just like, ha 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 ha. And I'm like, okay, bye. Okay. <laughs> All right. The second one was like me just talking to two random Japanese girls and they barely spoke English. I didn't understand what the fuck they said. Because like now I can actually completely talk to anyone from any country in the world, no matter what accent they have. They'll understand what I say. These girls couldn't understand the way I was talking. I couldn't understand them. It was really awkward and they eventually got awkward and left. They might have been Korean actually. I'm not sure. Okay. When was uh, your first successful approach? So my my first actual approach, I was 16 years old, coming back from my summer job at the Canadian National Exhibition. Saw this gorgeous train conductor. I spent 40 minutes on the train building up the courage and the balls to talk to her. I didn't even know about pickup or cold approach. I just was fantasizing in my head. I was fantasizing like this is so delusional because I was just a video game nerd. I used to play RuneScape. The reason I actually got this job at Canadian National Exhibition it was because I got um I, I used to just play RuneScape and like player killing and scam people on RuneScape and shit like that. And so I accidentally Shout gave away RuneScape, by the way. Yeah, I, I accidentally yeah. gave away my Santa hat. So I had a Santa hat and like a fifty mil cash stack. I just it, gave it away it, away. It teaches you so much. I gave it away by accident. You know when you do this trade screen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I clicked accept instead of decline. Mm-hmm. And I fucking gave away all my shit. And I was like, fuck. So I closed my laptop and then I applied for a job at the Canadian National Exhibition. Got that job. Uh, So I was coming back from my job at the Lost and Found at the Canadian National Exhibition, which was like this kind of like amusement park kind of seasonal fair that we we have in Canada, right? And this train conductor was honestly, dude, girl of my dreams. I was like, whoa, I have to talk to her. Like it was an it was an instinctual thing. I didn't know about cold approach. I didn't know about pickup. I didn't know about pickup artistry. I didn't know anybody this any of this stuff. I was just fantasizing in my head that if I said hi to her, she'll stop the train and come off the train and come fuck me in the bushes or something like that. I, I literally just like had this like instinct. I was like, I need to talk to her, but I couldn't do it. So you know what's I, funny? Yeah, that fantasy is now not even like that much of a fantasy. It's my daily reality. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a- Daily it's fucking like, fuck if, if, if you were to tell me that story today, like, oh, I did this and like I fucked a girl in a bush, I'd be like, okay, cool, but dude. Like, yeah, it's like normal. That's, that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's gross. I'm like, why would you do it? Yeah, it's like, wait, why, why'd you go to a bush? Like, <laughs> no, anyway, but, but that's the on. thing, right? Yeah. It's like, it took me 40 minutes of building up the courage at 16 years old. I was like, I had to talk to her. And then I walked up to her and I'm like, I started yawning. I'm like, so, long night. She's like, yeah. And I started like talking for two minutes. I'm like, well, nice to see you. Bye. And I'm like, dude, I was so ecstatic. So fucking happy. I can remember the moment right now. It makes me almost want to cry. Thinking about how happy I was that I even fucking said hi to her. By the way, guys, if you haven't done this, try it. 
you'll feel that joy. You'll feel that joy for the first time. It's like it's like doing an, it's like doing an amazing thing, watching an amazing show for the first time. Dude, Whatever experience you can I'm relate it to. Right now, getting a rush off the and, memory. Of and honestly, about like it. if you could inspire, if we could inspire some guys right now to go and do this tomorrow, go and talk to the girl of your dreams. Go t- go and mm-hmm. go and go and approach that girl that you think is cute that works at that store and go say hello. That's all you got to do. And trust me, you'll think you're the shit and you'll love yourself. It was crazy. By the way, the joy comes from taking action, not from getting the girl. Yes. It's not about the result. It's, it's never about the results for me or for any of us. That's why I was so it's, happy. It's the love of old. pushing yourself. Six years know? old. And I'm just, I just did, I just approached a hot girl that I want to talk to. And I was like, you know, I felt if, if I, I could, proud. if I could do this, I could do anything because it, it's not even that I had to get the girl. It's just, thank, I God, had that, to, thank God that guy scammed you, huh? Dude, if so, he didn't scam me. I just accidentally gave away all my stuff on RuneScape. Right, by accident. Well, I was trying to scam some kid on RuneScape. The butterfly and, effect. And I, yeah, literally, it was a butterfly effect. Me doing my first cold approach. Yep. And, and here a you decade are later, I'm, I've been, I've traveled you would have done 50 anyway? countries. No, probably not. Uh, everything happens for a reason, bro. Yeah. I truly believe it. And I've, I've been to 50 countries. I've hundreds of girls. I've dated the girls in my dreams now. I've, I've cold approached random girls, and in minutes, they're hooking up with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, what the fuck? Dude, back, I couldn't even imagine the reality of living now, 10 years do you th- ago. Do you think, how long do you think you're going to go on with this? I don't fucking know. Yeah. But I Is there going to ever believe- be a time when you're like, listen, I don't want to do hookups at all? See, I don't think I'll ever stop doing my form of social skills and meeting people and networking and parties and hookups is something completely different. But at least, like, I'm not talking about, I guess, the sexual stuff, I'm talking about the social skills. I think probably for the rest of my life. Okay. Yeah. Obviously. It, it it's, is it's, like, it's, it's a perm, it, you'll never master it. You'll, I, it's always, there's always more to learn. I don't but, tell people this. Yeah. I have like horrible depression. Like, I've had a lifelong depression since I was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. The only thing that ever helps me with it is soul skills meeting people. So whenever we have these parties, it's like my antidepressant. When we have parties, when we're out, when we meet people. We did talk about this one time where I was like really sad that one time. It's like we were on acid, I think. We were like running down King Street and I told you, dude, I feel like, and we were, I was talking about like, I feel so much pain on a regular basis that the only thing that makes me better is socializing and talking to girls. And it was like, part of it, it by was the like way, that's a coping me. mechanism too. It was like healing me. It, like part of it, I mean, I don't know. Like if you feel like it's healing you in a healthy way, that's good. But if you're doing it as like a crutch for escapism, that's bad. But for like, me personally, I, I don't think I'm doing it for escapism. I feel like it. Some people get me. addicted to the validation. It, for me, it's not the validation. I feel, it just feel like it balances me, dude. Yeah. It's like weird. Just make yeah. my brain fucking crazy. I love it. I just love it so much. It's good. I mean, I mean, as long as it's working for you and it's healthy. Like I, I could totally see myself being in a normal monogamous relationship at some point. Probably not though. Yeah. I'm a sex addict. It, it'd be surprising to see you in one. I, think. I did it for a year. I hated it. Miserable. Yeah. Fucking enough. hated it. Fuck that. So what else is new? What else is new? Anyways, just to answer your question though. So it's like, when did I stop interesting myself? Was when I started taking action towards my goals in life. So when I started taking action, I'm like, and then started achieving even the most little basic results. You know what I realized, dude? A lot of guys think like you need to do like a, th- like you, you need to pull a threesome with fucking two Instagram models or two porn. Cause I've done that. I've, I've pulled tons of threesomes, like porn stars and influencers. All these, all these, you don't even need to do that to get results or to feel validated. You just need to have the smallest little results. The fact that I could approach a girl and that she just likes me back when I first started, I stopped interesting myself. You know what I'm saying? It's huge. The little, the little wins. It is the little wins. The little wins. And they add up. You don't, you don't realize until you look at it retrospectively as well. So it's just like going to the gym, right? You go to the gym for the first day and you could work out 
and you're not gonna get jacked. But you go you go consistently for a year. You don't realize the moment that you're suddenly you know muscular. You suddenly put on some weight. You suddenly could lift way more than you used to. It just kind of happens, and then you're like, hold on a second. I'm this guy now. I could live this life now. I have these skills now. This I have this normal. confidence now. I have this car- it's charisma. Your normal. Now. It's your new normal. Yeah. And then you realize that. Wait, I'm not even satisfied with this. I want to go way more. That's what. Then then you realize you have a drive that you didn't have before. And then through that drive, you continuously improve. You continuously improve, and then you you never never satisfied until now. And then you look back, and then you're, you're suddenly in a penthouse. You're a millionaire. You're throwing the best New Year's Eve party ever. And then you're like, wait, how did this happen? And so then literally it's like, I feel yeah. every time we do like these sick parties, like remember on my birthday, you remember my birthday party? I was on the balcony crying for like an hour. Yeah. I, I like, I actually remember this very vividly and like no homo, but like I was like curled up in like your guys' arms. Were you, dude, I, I, I was there. I was really high. I was there. I was there. I was really fucking high. You're, I, you're, I took a bunch of drugs to be honest. I don't ever do drugs really like barely, but like you were, you were in that, you were in a weird phase where you were doing it a little too much. No, I only did it like three times in a month and then oh, I yeah? stopped. Okay. It was just okay. like two, three times. Yeah. No, two. I think I just did like, like twice. I mean a lot. In, for uh, when I say a lot, it's there. like a lot in retrospect. Because I'm always you sober. Yeah. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're always sober. Yeah, but so like my sister was there. You're there. Nick, my realtor's there. All my best friends are there. And I'm just like, th- I'm just thinking like six years ago, dude, on my birthday, six years prior, I was in my parents' basement alone with my ugly girlfriend who I hated. At the time, I fucking didn't even like her. Why is she ugly? She was ugly and she was just a bitch. Oh no. And I just hated my life. Poor girl. And I just, I, I cried on my birthday that six years ago thinking I was just I think lonely. she's beautiful. She was a cunt. She was a horrible <laughs> person. Uh, no, like honestly, dude, like in the moment she was, she, she was what I needed at the time. Uh, yeah. I'm obviously joking, but like I, even at the time I wasn't happy with the girlfriend. I just felt like I was just living a below mediocre, below mediocre life. And that was three years into doing game, bro. I mean, that's, that's how I felt when the last relationship. Yeah. And uh, then I'm like my last birthday party. I'm just like I'm in the penthouse killing business. Like I, like I just felt like I've made it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hooked up with three girls that night too. I'm just like, what the what, fuck? What's great is this is just the beginning. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love it. And you know what? It's great that you were still saying it's the beginning. So we could have said it's the beginning when you made your first approach. We haven't you could even have started. Said, you could have said it's the beginning when you got the penthouse. You could have said it's the beginning a year ago, two years ago. But we're and we're gonna say it's the beginning ten years from now. That's the difference. That's that's what separates us from like the average guy. Mm-hmm. 10 years from now, when we do something and we're starting something, we're going to, oh, this is the beginning of something amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's always going to be the beginning. I found a lot of successful guys have that characteristic where it's like, they're not thinking, counting the money. They're not stopping. They're like, oh, look at, all the, look at all the success I had. They're just like, I'm just starting out, baby. Yeah. And that's, I literally feel that way. I'll be like 99 years old. Day, dude. I'll be like 99 years old and I'll be like, oh, just starting. Bro, I'm, <laughs> I'm at like 100K subscribers <laughs> on YouTube. I've been on YouTube for eight years. I, I'm just hitting 100,000 subscribers. Yeah. Right? My net worth hitting all time high. Like, I can't even imagine this yeah. 10 years ago. Honestly, I feel like if I've ever felt like I've peaked or I've reached my maximum capacity, I'd actually be sad. Yeah, that wouldn't be, I wouldn't want that. What? that? I wouldn't yeah. want to peak. I'm but, still alive. But happiness comes from growing. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, that fulfills me. The consistent growth, consistent learning, consistent knowledge. I think that's what really, really drives me. And I, I know it drives you guys too. So, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, you know, what I realized as well, it's like, Anytime you're trying to hook up a lot of girls, make yourself happy, I found it, I made myself depressed. So if I'm like trying to fuck a lot of girls, get happy, I get depressed. Anytime I'm just like trying to make a lot of money to get happy, I get depressed. So I've realized that money, women, none of that shit actually makes you happy, mm-hmm. right? What actually makes you happy is progress, slow and steady progress. So like I found like going to the gym, getting a good workout and eating something healthy 
and just like having a good relationship with my family and my friends and friends every, are you know huge I mean? by the way massive yeah. that's like probably number one my like opinion. what what keeps me happy is my friends i love my friends so they say health wealth love happiness right so if your health's good you know i was in a wheelchair uh back in 2016 i was assaulted and i was in a wheelchair and i experienced what it was like to pretty much be a cripple mm-hmm. it was fucking crazy dude and you know what i felt I felt so much gratitude for the people around me and how supportive they were. And also for knowing that it was temporary that soon in like four to six weeks, I'll be walking again mm-hmm. thinking like, cause the first week I was like manically angry and depressed and like horrible. Like it was like the lowest I've ever been. And then once I hit this like emotional break of realizing, wait, this is temporary and I have so much to be grateful for. I, I almost hit like, I, I think I felt enlightened. I think that was, I think that was like the closest I've ever felt to being enlightened. I felt bliss being in a wheelchair was probably the best time of my entire life even to this day I think because I knew it was temporary everyone was nice as fuck to me I saw all the people I had around me were just amazing beautiful people for the people that don't know do you mind telling the story of how you got in that wheelchair my girlfriend uh, first girlfriend lost Virginia too uh, talked shit about me to her boyfriend because I didn't want to date her and because I was fucking other girls even though I told her she's we had, we had an agreement that if she doesn't shave her legs she's not my girlfriend so I can go fuck other girls and she didn't shave her legs. <laughs> so I was just making excuses away so I can, you know. Honestly, it makes sense. Yeah. I don't like, I, I like girls with shaving legs. Not even just that. I just didn't want to date this girl. I just wasn't, I don't know how to explain it, dude. I just didn't feel that instinctual chemistry with her. Mm-hmm. I felt with other girls. I'd never been in love. I didn't know what love was. And she's like, I'm in love with you. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I just don't feel the same way. I told her I love you like a sister. Okay. I felt like she was like my friend. That's it. And then he, I could fuck her whenever I want. Right. You know what I mean? But she's like, um, no, I'm in love with you. I'm like, oh, cool. So I I'd actually, because t- I, I was a young guy. I was like 17. So I, I, I broke up there by telling her I was gay. Obviously, she shouldn't have done that. Anyway, so this girl obviously built up a lot of resentment. Didn't like me because I was an asshole to her in her perception, in her subjective reality. In my subjective reality, I was honest from her at the very beginning. I told her I was fucking other girls. I laid it out as much as I could. Do you think you've matured a lot since then? Obviously, no. come on. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. Right? And so I didn't know how to set the dynamic. So I, I was just like very brutally honest with her, I guess you could say. And she took that offensively. And so she talked shit about me to her next boy. And by the way, we still were friends too. But she obviously subconsciously resented me, talked shit about me to her boyfriend. Her boyfriend jumped me. And he was like from like the hood. Jane was he Finch. a lot bigger than you? Yeah, way bigger. Okay. Way bigger. So, and so break it down. the you- shit on me in a parking lot yeah. two minutes away from my parents' house. And Jeez. I walked home with a broken foot. Oh my God. It was fucking horrible. Like brutally beat the shit on me. I went to the hospital. Got a cast with the cops. He got arrested. Wow, I'm to him. I got, uh, I don't know. They didn't, they didn't tell me. Like he would have had a really horrible court case though. Cause like the crazy thing is I had a feeling, long story short, I was recording the audio on my phone while it was happening. So I had a recording of me getting my ass, like almost getting killed. He was trying to kill me. He was taking my head, smash, smashing. It was like a near death experience pretty much. Fucking insane, dude. And it fucked me up, dude. I couldn't turn, I couldn't turn my head for like a week. Like I was brutally like pulverized, beat it. It was fucking horrible. And uh, man, this guy was like crazy, bro. Cause like, I, I get it. How do you think that affected like your, uh, you pa- after that? Like, did you, did you, were you a lot more cautious with? Yeah, no, before that dude, I was fucking crazy. I used to go pick fights with Ram dudes. I literally used to walk up to guys twice my size and they would fuck themselves. Just be like, I was crazy, dude. I swear to God. Cause I was like 19 yeah. at the time. I literally just thought nothing could affect me. Nothing could hurt me. I swear to God, I was a fucking psychopath back then, dude. I had like literally delusional confidence thinking nothing could affect me at all whatsoever. At all. And I was assaulted early in the year too. I picked a fight with a big black guy in a bar and he broke my finger. 
My, yeah. my finger's permanently broken, just so you know. This is like normal. This is called finger scissoring. A big blackhead broke my finger. <laughs> this guy's like 300 pounds. I was like 100. He broke my finger. Because like, dude, I, I, was, I was insane. I don't know what the fuck was wrong with me back then. No, dude. you've chilled out a lot. I had too much testosterone uh, or something. I don't know. And so like, I was just getting fights. And I used to square dudes up twice my size. And you know the crazy thing is- It was is, entitlement. And by the way, that that is also probably what drove you to I this lifestyle I was well. way too entitled. You know the crazy thing is? <clears throat> I would have guys twice my size back the fuck down- because the thing is, I was like so like looking in my eyes. I was like, I it was crazy, dude. I would literally like make guys three times my size back the fuck off because of like how like sure I was of myself. You know what I mean? It was way, fucking that's, crazy. That's probably what also got you laid. I wasn't even getting laid. As, no, dude, I was barely even laid back then too. You you don't think that that was like a driving factor in terms of your? So were you scared more of girls than the guys? Yeah, for sure. I was way more scared of girls than guys back then, for sure. <laughs> so like guys didn't scare me at all, whatsoever. Really? Like uh, no, not at all. That's great. Like I was, I had no fear at all, zero with guys. What about now? Now, like I'm, I'm a little bit. I'm not scared of guys. I'm not scared of guys. But now, you just like, know that there's consequences. That's the thing. Before, I, I literally thought there's no consequences. Like in my head, like assault is illegal, right? So it's like. Why would anyone assault me? Yeah, exactly. So I was like, I'm not going to get assaulted ever. This is not going to happen, right? And then it's like, oh no, I was assaulted twice in a year. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Fucking crazy, dude. It becomes real. Uh, yeah, it became real. And then like, so now I'm just like a lot more socially cautious of like who I hang around. That's also why I don't let any random guys in my house ever at my parties and shit. Never. You know what I'm saying? Uh, recently I started carrying pepper spray with me. I have security cameras in my house. Um, and... Yeah, I just like, I always, like before, I used to like roll in like, like dudes, big dudes. One of my buddies I used to kick with was uh, Team Canada for jiu-jitsu and like judo and shit like that. Uh, I pretty sure he went to like, I think his brother went to, his brother went to the Olympics and uh, for, for like martial arts. So like I used to roll with like fucking like big ass fucking dudes, bro. Never had an issue. I was never worried. I, I used to roll with guys that we call ourselves the wolf pack and no, like, so I would fucking square dudes up. Yeah. I was like a hundred pounds, bro. Power numbers. It was power numbers, but I was also like, there's something wrong. I think I had like a per something wrong. You did. You did. You, did. you yeah. definitely did. You probably still do, but it, it, it's the things that you considered wrong and you probably pr propelled your success. For sure. Yeah. But um, also now I'm like a lot more like aware. I'm like, okay, first of all, I can't get in fights because if I get arrested now I have a like a legal thing, which is good because I actually haven't had any like issues like that with like picking fights with guys and getting arrested because of that and stuff like that. But, um, <laughs> it's good. I haven't, but, uh, cause I know other guys who like, cause I've gotten these guys in trouble for assaulting me. I put three dudes in jail. Literally dude. Really? But yeah, yeah by, by the time I was like 20 years old, I put like three dudes in jail. Fucking crazy. Um, and then like I got lawyer money from it and stuff. So I learned a lot about like the court system and stuff. Crazy shit. There you go. Crazy shit. But, um, yeah. Yeah. You just gotta live and learn. And so what I actually learned though, is you can deescalate situations verbally. You know what I'm saying? So I've gotten really good deescalating things. I, I've run really good at like, making guys back off because there's social consequences. Social consequences, in my opinion, are more effective than like physical attack and assault. You're totally right. And no guy or most guys don't want to be embarrassed in their social circle. Exactly. So if you embarrass, if you threaten an embarrassment, especially with a girl, they're not going, they're, they're probably going to back off. They're going to be like, okay, hold on. I don't want to lose my reputation with these people. I'm going to, I'd rather de-escalate the situation, calm down, then lose my whole reputation and all the effort I've done to gain this reputation with these people. Do you guys remember uh, the dude who broke in our house? Uh, the, the second dude, the second dude who broke my house in a week. Remember that? So 
there's a reason obviously bought security cameras and all stuff. You know what I'm talking about? And you guys kind of like choked him out through oh, the house. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? I have a video of you punching the dude in the face and then you choking him out and you guys taking him and throwing him outside. I didn't and, I, him. And, I'm just, and I'm just like, I'm just like recording him and screaming. I'm like, ah, <laughs> ah, pal. Yeah, ah. He, he like did this to your phone. He, he took my phone. He was very disrespectful. Threw it on my, on my hand yeah. and pushed me. Yeah. And so I started filming him and I was like, get the fuck on my house. And you guys like threw him out. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. how did I handle that situation? I took the video and I sent, I think I strategically cropped it and just make it just look like he's the aggressor and like attacking people. And I sent it to his girlfriend who dumped him. And I sent it to his like 10 closest friends. Cause I knew who the guy was. His we, girlfriend dumped him over that? Uh, I think they were already having issues, but she dumped him and oh, she wow. told me to go to the police. Wow. I felt bad when she said that because I was like, this guy has nobody. And you then you ran into him after that, right? So I took the video, sent it to his girlfriend slash ex or whatever, sent it to all of his closest friends. And I'm like, yo, this, your friend is an embarrassment. He's pathetic. And this is, this didn't happen. He broke my house, creeping all the girls and he assaulted my, he assaulted me and my friends. I don't want to go to the police. Yeah. I feel really bad for him. You shouldn't hang around this guy or ever hang, bring him around. He's like, so essentially it's like the social pressure. And then a few days later, I'm walking the street at two in the morning, two in the morning. He comes up to me. I was, I, afraid, just, I was really afraid for you, uh, for you there. I, dude, yeah. I, I was on the phone with you. Was I on the no, phone you're, with you? you were on the phone with Nick. Sarango. Oh yeah, I was, I was, I was on then, the phone with my but then, But then Nick told me who you just ran into. Yeah, so I had my their, their yeah. earphones in and I was on the phone with him. We're talking and then, dude, it was like a Monday night and he was just hanging out in the street at like two in the morning. I'm like, That's what the so fuck? Random. It's so weird. I'm like, what, is this guy like homeless or some shit? I'm like, what? So anyway, he comes up to me and I, I literally look at him and I, I, I ignore him. I just keep walking because I'm walking to the gym like two in the morning because I like to work out in the middle of the night. And I just, I just like, I'll ignore him. I wasn't even scared. I did had no problem. Literally, I'm like, yo, Nick, gotta go. I start recording audio on my phone. And then uh he starts talking to me. And uh What does he say? He he's like, bro, uh I just, I just wanna say I'm sorry. And, and I literally I have the I have the audio recording. I could play it right now. Okay, because you want to find it and play it. It's hilarious, but it doesn't need to. Long story short, he's just like, oh, I'm so sorry about what happened. But like, bro, you know, you're you're such a dick. And also, why did you send that video to all my friends? And I, I literally started lecturing him in the middle. It's me by myself talking to this like another sketchy fucking dude. He's like a probably 20 pound black guy in the middle of the night, 2 a.m. in the middle of the street. And bro, I went full on on his face. I was like, look, you're trespassing. I, by the way, I lied to him and I told him I had cameras all in my house, which I didn't at the time. I'm like, I have cameras all in my house. We recorded angles from you, three different angles of you assaulting, break my house, ask to leave, you didn't leave. So trespassing and you assaulted my friend. We can, we can put you in jail. I have a lawyer. I have police connections. I could fuck your life up and I won't because I feel bad for you. And like, I just went on, like, I, like that's literally what I did on the street. Like, I don't give a fuck. I just, that's your form of fighting. That's like, yeah. that's that's you trying to survive there. You're like, okay, how do I not I'm not get, trying to survive. I, know, I want to like, give him the fuck my face. Yeah, I yeah, told but him I never want to you didn't. You, you, you definitely didn't want him to just like start eating your ass. He wasn't going to because I was yeah. recording my audio and I'd just tell him like, hey, I'm recording this and I'm going to fucking tell us the police. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it worked. Yeah, well, dude, I'm, Again, I'm a five foot four, 113 pound Indian guy. Yeah. So I'm recording that on my phone and then I tell him, hey, look, just so you know, my buddy works at 52 Division downtown. You know, I, I talked to him about this and I don't want to pr pursue charges on you, but my friend, you know, what I actually told him, I told him I wanted to pursue criminal charges against him, but you didn't. That's literally what I told him. By I told way, him I wanted to go to the cops, that but true. you didn't. That would have been true. Even if that, I wouldn't have wanted no, to. No, that's exactly what yeah. happened. Yeah. I told him that I want to go to the cops 
because my buddy wanted to go to the cops, yeah. but I felt bad because yeah, I, I, I know bad. him and I know his friends too, yeah. and my buddy didn't want to do it. So I, I was like, okay, cool. No. Yeah. Cause he also threatened to steal your camera gear. Long story short, yeah. it's like, it's, it's a ram dude who crashed my party. We bumped into each other at a couple parties or whatever, but I don't really know the guy. He has me on Instagram. He thinks we're friends. We're not. He crashed my party, told him to leave and he assaults my friends. Yeah. And he wasn't even invited. He, someone else brought him there. Use diplomacy instead of like aggression. Yeah, 100%. Once you get to a point where you're so good with your words, where you're so good with your body language, with your de-escalation skills, and you you will get into a lot less fights. You get a lot less Mm. sticky situations. And if you're in a sticky situation, you are confident that you can maneuver it to be safe. That will allow you to take more risks in life, by the way. So having those ability and having that confidence that you have that those de-escalation skills will give you the confidence to put yourself in more risky situations because you know you're going to be okay. I, I wanted to add a story, actually, because remember that time, Justin, and I, I called you and I told you that two guys like jumped me. Yep. I don't know if you remember that. Ta- share the story. Yeah. So basically what happened was me and Justin were going out. We saw two girls that we knew that went to Justin's house and there's two guys hitting on them. And we can tell that those two girls were getting uncomfortable. And so, okay, cool. Like. We know those girls. Let's say hi to them and tell the tell the dudes to fuck off, basically. There's the thing that me and Justin does is we we know how to grab any like group of like people's attention right away and completely like just ignore whoever was talking to them before. So that's exactly what we did. So we went up to the girls to be like, Oh hey, how's, how's it going? Like, oh you were you were at uh, Justin's place before and all of a sudden their attention went straight to us. And there's a tactic that I do if you want guys to fuck off is I turn the girls so that they're facing facing me and my back is in front of the guys. You box them out. So I completely block. I like go in between the guy and the girl. Mm-hmm. And now the guy's facing my back. Right. And he can't see. Like in order right. for him to get their attention again, he, had, he has to like go around and like it's just going to be like awkward. awkward for him. So he's completely blocked out. And then what happened in that moment is that guy lit a cigarette and threw it at me. Yeah, like no, I was the there. Back. I was right there. Yeah, and then the girls are like, "What the fuck?" By the way, these guys doing? that will ruin any interaction. Yeah, yeah. If you if you if you start being aggressive to another guy that in front of a girl, the girl's not gonna like and you. And then those guys started speaking Arabic and started swearing at me in Arabic. I'm pretty sure they were. They had, yeah, they were. Uh, they had like these like thick accents of like all like. Allahu right. Akbar. No, I'm kidding. Those racist. Was that racist? No, I'm an ethnic minority. I can't be racist. I'm Arab, by the way. Yeah, no. That's why I said it. That's why I feel comfortable making jokes in front of you. Um, <laughs> so By the way, little known fact, half Middle Eastern. So that's that's what happened. And then those guys like eventually left all throughout the night. I think you left, and I see these guys just keep on hitting on girls on the street. It just like kept hitting on them. The girls are like so uncomfortable, and I have this like instinct. I don't know something about me that every time I see a guy talk to a girl like for the first time, I want to like steal them from the guy. <laughs> it's actually bad. Mm. I did it to them about like three or four more times. Just so you guys know, Matt's one of the top pickup artists. In the world, straight up. I'm not just trying to flex right but like, yeah, he is. So I, I managed to do that like a couple more times and like take girls away from these guys just on the same like area. And I think the fourth time I went up to girls that they were trying to talk to. They haven't talked to them. They were just like walking towards them. And I just like, whoop. Oh, hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> and then, and then what happened with that was they started staring at me, like looking mad, like giving me like the devil look. Like they're like, wait, why did they start doing that? I, I don't know. It was just like, yo, why, why are these guys like staring at me? Okay. They were just like from, from some corner, just giving me the dirtiest okay. look. So what happened? Eventually girls left, exchanged contacts. And then I was walking back to, it was my ex-girlfriend's car at the time to go home. And all of a sudden I see them walking towards me. I don't know how they ended up like in front of me. One punched me in the stomach. No way. And one punched me in the face. Wow. 
I saw them coming and I kind of jumped backwards. So the punch wasn't that hard. It just kind of like pushed me. And then I like backed off like five feet. And I do this thing where if I ever get into like an aggressive situation, I probably should not have done this. I don't fight back, but I don't like leave. I don't back out. I literally stay there, pulled out my phone, speed dial 911. And started talking to the cops on the phone, like a uh, the one operator. Yeah, they were in yeah. front of me. Okay. <laughs> like I literally just stared them dead in the eye and they started walking away and I started following them. Okay. And then while I was on the phone, because I didn't want them to leave. I was describing like, oh, this guy's wearing they, this. They're probably shaking wearing, their pants Yeah, this point. guy's wearing a plaid shirt. This guy's wearing yeah. like shorts. They didn't expect that, the right? Summer. They didn't expect you to do no, that. Fuck no. Yeah, no one is, like, no one is going to expect moment, the guy so to immediately pissed. call the police. I was so pissed that I wanted these guys to go to jail. Yeah. Because first of all. He just assaulted you, bro. Yeah, they just assaulted That's me. probably the best action you could take in that. It's like King Street. We're literally there almost Cops every night. all over the place too. We're there every night. I want to feel safe in this environment. Yeah. I'm not going to let these guys just like try something like this again. So I'm going to put these guys to jail. So I, that's how I just kept following them, blah, blah, blah. Started describing and police say they'll be there in like shortly. I went to like a crowded area in front of like this nightclub. So it was like a lot of people. So they can't try shit. And they were still there in that corner. And then I started telling other people about the situation. All oh, these guys over there, they just try, try to jump me. They, they just assaulted me. I call the cops. Cops are on their way. So they're all started like staring at them. Okay. Funny part is, it's like, they're like, okay, I got, like one guy was like, one big black guy was like, okay, bro, I got you. Like, I'll protect you. You're fine. You're fine with me. And then funny story is they ended up knowing those guys. No way. Which is fucked. Like they they ended up being yeah. like really close. Okay. So, Holy shit. But the thing is, I've been talking to this guy for like but 10 minutes. where are minutes. the cops at this point? Um, there. No, they, they came super late. Oh, okay. Um, so at this point, I've been talking to this guy for like eight minutes. He's like trying to calm me down. He's like, and then, bro, and then I got you. I got you. And then you. it this turns out that you. this guy's like this, these guys' is best friend. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, okay. which is the weirdest fucking situation. That is a weird situation. <laughs> now the guy that has your back is their friend. Okay. Yeah. So right. he's like confused. Like, do no, I yeah. side with this right, guy? Right, do I right, side right, with right, this right. guy? And then the guy saw that I was talking to his friend. He like started coming up to me. He's like, bro, why would you do that? Why would you? In like a thick Arabic accent. Why mm. would you do that? Why do you keep stealing girls from me? Like, you know how hard it is for like immigrants to like talk to girls here? Why do you keep doing that? Just like squaring up at me. Mm. He's like, bro, you need to back off because cops are, on, are literally going to be here in a second. He's like, bro. But at the same time, I didn't want to fight them my goal in that situation is i want to feel safe and i want to make peace like i didn't want to call the cops and have them get arrested i don't want their friends to jump me in the future so it's like in situations like that i always think i'm gonna try to start thinking as if i'm on their side yeah so it's certainly like bro I you, you wouldn't you wouldn't have gotten any satisfaction yeah, exactly i'm like bro i apologize you jumped me that's the reason why i, I would have been cops. a little satisfied to be honest yeah. if i saw them getting handcuffed and, and thrown into a car <laughs> oh yeah me in the face. fuck these fucking losers i, 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 I saw yeah. them for two seconds that's why i went home because they're too aggressive well i think i think like i think very long term right i don't want to like run to them one day and have them hate me still sure. so i knew i had a bottle of vodka in the car i'd be like yo bro how about this let's talk about this i'm sorry i pissed you off i saw all your girls if you need help i literally know so many girls i can like throw at you guys i live here I live in this street. I, I literally, I'm literally here every single night. I don't want you got. I don't want. I don't want to have beef with anyone. Mm -hmm. I gave him a talk and I tried to like shake his hand. Whatever. At first he was like kind of like, Ugh. and the also the other guy that was talking to that was their friend. He's like, bro, you guys like make up. You guys should make up. While like that thing is going on, literally like six cops on bikes rolled around with like flashlights and shit. Like started looking around for like, okay. for, like for the, the description he gave for the description I gave, and they started like going behind me saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, so they started, like, yeah. hiding from the cops. Yeah, they started hiding from the cops. Well, they would probably get deported, right? Yeah, exactly. They'd probably not PRs. They, they went around me, sorry, I'm sorry. Like, And then I'm like, okay, cool. You know what? 
like you, you whatever. Let it, you, let, you let it go. How about this? Let's let's go grab a drink. I literally just had like an extra all bottle right. of vodka, nice. and they're all like, "Oh, cool!" And then we party. And then the guy came up to me. He's like, "You know what? My best friend right now. I met him when I fought him. Like I got into a fight with him, and then I became best friends. My best friends, I got into fight with. Yeah. Fights with. That's how we meet. And then we were cool. Do you guys still talk? They asked for my Instagram after, but. Justin made me block them. Wait, what? <laughs> did I? Yeah, you told me, yo, fuck. Who knows? Guys. That, like, that could have been the them. beginning of an amazing friendship. No, but they were like sketchy though. No, okay. oh, dude, I remember seeing them. They were like creepy, fucking sketchy, creepy, fuck. Yeah, those, dude. I didn't want like, them. Like, fuck that. Why life? the fuck am I be these fucking losers, dude? I saw it with my own eyes. These guys weren't cool dudes. They were fucking little bitches. Well, I mean, up. from from the description, yeah, they mm. sucker punched them, right? So oh. no, dude, they were like creepy on girls. And then getting mad when the girls don't want to talk to them and like calling the girls whores and shit. Really? I, yeah. th- dude, that's what they were saying. They're like, these girls are fucking whores. And like random girls on the street, dude. Yeah. I guarantee these guys probably got arrested after that altercation. I guarantee you can't act like that in Western society. I'm sorry, you can't. It's simply put, you can't. It's you not know? compatible. Those guys are not from here. They definitely got fucking by now arrested or deported for sure. If they ever act yeah. like that again, maybe they're just having a bad night and they just act like that one night, but I doubt it. You know yeah. what I'm saying it's pretty like, let's be real. Yeah. That's just like an example of me like trying to handle it in a way that, you know, there, there are consequences. Every, I could have fought them. I'm technically bigger than one of them. Dude, but you're, you're 200 plus pounds at the time too. You're, pretty, you're yeah. like, Matt doesn't look like it, bro. He can fuck some shit up, dude. I swear to God. I like, <laughs> I get fucked. But like, I mean, there's two of them though. And you don't know if they have weapons. You don't know if they have yeah, like, the knives thing. or some shit or a gun you, or you something. You never want to fight. You, know, you never want to. It's totally on King Street. You, I was very certain that I wanted yeah. them to go to jail though. If they, if they had tried something else. Oh, yeah. dude, I should, she's just telling yeah. the jail. Fuck these fucking losers. One time I, I fought like 10 dudes at once from, okay. So this was actually, it was funny because it was like Some karate kid shit. I didn't win. <laughs> 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 well, in a way. Okay. So this was in love child in like 2019. And so it was love child in 2019. It was actually, they were playing a fight in, in the club. It was a, a McGregor fight. McGregor versus it wasn't Khabib. It was was it Khabib? I don't know. It, it Floyd? No, no, no. It was it was an MMA fight. Anyway, it was a McGregor fight. It was being played. And we were all watching. We were all excited for it. And we were watching it and then the fight ended and then we started to party. I ended up meeting this girl and then me and this girl hit it off. We're dancing. You know, I pick her up and then uh we're we're like, you know, making out. And then I'm like, okay, let's go back to mine. And then she's like, Yeah, let's do it. Uh let's can I first ask my friend's permission to, you know, leave? And I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, no course and then we go and it's like a table full of dudes literally it's like a table full of dudes and like two girls and then i had one of their girls basically and the guys are just trying to like get between me and the girl and one of the guys is like hey dude that's my girlfriend and i'm like i was just like making out with her how is that possible and at the time i was way more of a dick than i am now and i kind of want to just like prove it to this dude that i know it's not his girlfriend so i take the girl and i start making out with her in front of him this pisses him off so hard but I, I wanted to take it a little step further because I was a dickhead. As I'm leaving with this girl, I take her in my arms and like I she and then we start backing off together and she's in front of me and I'm just like flipping this guy off. The guy gets <laughs> so mad. Why would you do that? I don't know. I was I, I just wanted to like Are you drunk? <laughs> I was drunk. I, I was drunk. And uh, and I kind of want to see I, I saw, like that. <laughs> I saw, th- this is, this is, this is, I'm not, and by the way, guys, I am not like that. Like you guys will, yeah, like I'm not, not like that anymore. <laughs> like I, you can't even You're like imagine. a saint. You're like you, the nicest dude ever. Yeah, but I, I, I was an asshole at that time. That so funny. I was like, a, I was like, I was like, uh, a, like an, like a cartoon douchebag. <laughs> so I'm, I'm backing away with this girl and I'm like flipping this guy off. Like, yeah, fuck you, dude. And then the guy gets so mad. He just like swings at me. 
He misses the first time. Like I literally pushed the girl away because he would have hit the girl as well. So I pushed the girl away. He misses and then he swings again. He hits me. And then all his boys circle around me and they all just start wailing on me. And I'm just like covering up. And then the security of Love Child pulls me out of like the giant group of people. By the way, there's this guy that had my back, Fahad. Shout out to Fahad. I still bring him out to this day because he jumped in that fight and had my back in that moment. And I love the guy because he actually had my back and he actually helped me in a fight. And I'm very grateful for people like that. So anyway, so he, uh, the security pulls me out. I go out, out in, uh, uh, in the street and they're like, what the hell, Lucas? Because at the time I was a club promoter, I actually worked at the place. So they, they were like, what the hell, Lucas? You never get into fights. What's going on? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what's going on, but like, let's go back in there because I need to fight that dude. I was still like furious. And they're like, okay, just point me out, point the group out and we'll kick them out of the club and then there'll be no beef. I'm like, okay, cool. In my mind, this was a way for the security to bring those guys out because I still wanted to fight them. And I was just like on like this like thing that I just like screw these guys. I want to fight them to the death. (laughs) (laughs) Toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity, everybody. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. I will. I will own up to that. It was stupid. And uh, they kick these guys out. And I start chasing them in the street. <laughs> I'm like, you guys are pussies. You guys all fought me 10 V one. Like you guys are pussies. And the the guys turn around and they're like, okay, fight our friend one V one. Like they were honorable. They're like, yeah, okay. Fight him one V one in front of us. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. The guy comes in, swings, misses. I get, I get him in chokehold and then I slam him on the ground. And I just like punching his face. And then the love child security sees this runs across the street, Pulls me apart. They're like, Lucas, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm done, guys. I'm done. And then, and then that's the end of the fight. Yeah. So, so he kicked his ass. In the end, yes. Good. Fuck him. Yeah. Did so you take f- the girl home? No. <laughs> you know, what's, you know what's crazy. You know, the girl went home with her friends. <laughs> so you know what the crazy thing is, dude? If you just like ignored the dude, didn't I, talk to him at all. Yes. Didn't talk to any of the friends, and yes. you're just like, yo, don't worry about your friends. Try. Don't worry, I'll Uber you home after. Oh, you're back to the hotel after. Yeah. Don't worry, baby. I got you. I'll take care of you. Yeah. Daddy'll take care of you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You Uber home. Yeah. Fucker. Yeah. Try it. Be on your way. Yeah. It's a pleasure yeah, and, you. and you know what? That's a lesson I learned. And yeah, that's now awesome. something I've implemented in my, let's say, world. I don't even really hook up. I thought you were a virgin. I, yeah, no, I don't. I, I meant just like going and playing Monopoly and stuff. So true. I, I don't even, I don't even talk to girls anymore. Good. I don't even, Same, I'm trying uh, to. I'm, Lucas is converting all of us, I think. I'm celibate. By the way, my girlfriend's been calling me for like the last like hour. She's been, she's I, like, I, 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 my, my phone's rung like three times in the podcast. I, I, I need oh, to call no, someone I, back. I literally <laughs> turned my phone on airplane mode and, uh, tur- and she's like spamming the shit at me. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, can I make a phone call? Yeah. Or do you guys? Can we just wrap up? Let's yeah, wrap, let's up. wrap, wrap up. up. Let's do it. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for watching Wingman Podcast. My name is Justin Mark. We have the one and only Matt Levine, and we um, have Lucas from Six Tribe here. I'm Lucas from Six Tribe. Lucas Najar at Lucas Najar on Instagram. So yeah, go follow Lucas on Instagram. Check him out, Lucas Najar on Instagram, yeah. and uh, make sure to follow my Instagram, Drug Justin too. Make sure to follow Matt Levine on Instagram. Six Tribe as well. Yeah, check out Six Tribe. Uh, what's your website? SixTribe.com. Cool. Is there any other platforms we can find you? Just yep. Instagram, Six Instagram, Tribe? Instagram, uh, Six Tribe official on Instagram and cool. uh, Six Tribe visuals on Instagram as And well. then, uh, yeah, Instagram, subscribe. God bless you guys. God bless you and God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>